0: I'm Zach Snyder. And I'm Maine Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. the want to stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The episode... hottest
1: YouTube podcast on the internet. The hottest. <laughs> it really
0: is. I mean, if you yeah. look at the list of YouTube podcasts out there. Right. Uh, not only are we the hottest and the hard, most hard hitting mm-hmm. podcasts podcast <laughs> in the YouTube atmosphere, but uh, if you look at our... Our profiles. Mm -hmm. We're still the hottest (laughs) YouTube podcast. I went with the word
1: "hottest" because, like, you know, like if I said the YouTube podcast with the most views or something, like I'd be lying or whatever. But like the word, the word "hottest" is so vague in what it actually means that, like, it would be up to your interpretation, like. What do you mean by the hottest? And I could just get away with get away with saying it, because exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, technically, I'm not wrong. I feel like we're the hottest, but like, what does I, that I, mean? I
2: don't know.
0: <laughs> true. I mean, I feel like we're some pretty attractive dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the past couple weeks have been interesting. Um, yes. We didn't get an episode out last week because, or the week before that, because life happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like we both learned some very valuable lessons in the past couple weeks. Sure. In fact, I know that we both learned (laughs) some (laughs) very valuable lessons in the past couple weeks, including myself. The main one being check the microphone when you unplug everything on your computer and reset everything up.
1: Kind of a valuable one, I feel. Very
0: valuable one. Um, Always do an audio test because uh if you don't you might just record an entire two and a half episode podcast that turns out really well and forget to record your microphone the entire thing
1: it was tragic dude we not had speaking a great, from
0: personal you know we <laughs> had sp- a
1: great two-hour episode really good one like one i was really proud of
0: yeah and then too. like
1: we get it get it days later and zach's like yo i forgot to record the audio like or <laughs> <laughs> mine was fine it was just yours so yeah, yours was fine, right? If I wanted to, I could leave this podcast and let old Aiden do do all my stuff.
0: I, I almost <laughs> thought about it. I was like, very embarrassed. I was like, sure. I can't believe that my dumbass did this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you know, right. I could just, you know, go go listen back to it and try to replicate as much as <laughs> much as I can. Right. But then I think it wouldn't like, have been as good. It, it wouldn't have been this. as good. And I was like, if I spend two and a half hours doing this, I might as well just re-record it with you. Sure.
1: And who knows? We might uh, double our length this time. It might be uh, five hours. It will be a
0: five-hour <laughs> podcast. So obviously, you know, you guys know better than we do because you're in the future mm-hmm. uh, and we're in the past, but, right. you know, we're the the hottest podcast.
1: Yeah. Objectively.
0: <laughs> Objectively <laughs> speaking. speaking. <laughs> so no lying
2: <laughs>
0: what did how was your week on youtube trademark aiden oh he remembered i remember the trademark this time
1: right he didn't remember on the on the first recording of this so uh-huh. i'm a little bit impressed that he tried to uh make sure <laughs> and get the trademark uh hmm. part down Part's important. um very interesting stuff as hmm. far as uh, i'm concerned I've had a little bit of a quote-unquote calm before the storm going on with my channel yeah. uh, because Pokemon is the thing I like to do, right? I'm not going to call mm. myself a quote-unquote
0: tuber, right?
1: Lying, lying <laughs> again. But nevertheless, Pokemon is a big thing on my channel. And so the new Pokemon games, Ultra Sun and Moon, were coming out on uh, November 17th, roughly, somewhere around that date. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact date. So I had a couple of weeks to sort of wrap everything up before that came. And I was expecting, okay, we're going to finish a little bit of these series. We're going to do all sorts of fun stuff or whatever. You know, just kind of get out a couple of midnight vlogs. And then once the Pokemon games come out, just fucking go like ham. Mm
2: -hmm. Of course.
1: Things changed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Things changed.
1: (laughs) Life got in the way. Uh, Particularly an email got out of the way. uh, In which I received an email from good old twitch.tv who uh, informed me that, hey, I'm uh, an affiliate. And I Ooh. thought, oh, hey, cool, Twitch affiliate. Great, I want to make money on Twitch. This is a great thing, yada, yada, yada. Of course. Do a little dumb contract, sign here, sign here. It's done, <laughs> right? Easy, easy peasy. Easy yes. peasy. Turns out there's a couple of uh, stipulations with becoming a Twitch affiliate. Mm-hmm. Um, stipulations that I want to briefly go over. Uh, of course. One of them being is that if you're not active on Twitch or don't get $100, either or, it you know, hmm, uh, right. you have to pay a $25 fee to reactivate your Twitch account. Not a big deal, personally. I can get the money, whatever. No big deal. Stipulation right. number two is that if I live stream something on Twitch, I cannot put it on YouTube until 24 hours after the fact. So I like to do live stream archives on my YouTube. I think it's a cool thing to do. Before, as soon as the Twitch stream was over, I could immediately put it on YouTube. But now, because I'm an affiliate, I have to wait at least 24 hours after the stream for me to go ahead and put it on YouTube. Um, But again, not a big deal, because streams take forever to process. Normally, it would take me 24 hours to actually do that. The third stipulation is probably the biggest one out of all of them, and that's the one that states, you cannot, if you choose to stream to Twitch, you cannot stream to other platforms at the same time. So let's say, oh, hey, I wanted to stream Mario Odyssey, and I want to stream on Twitch. Well, because I made the decision to stream on Twitch, I can't also have it be streaming to Mixer and YouTube at the same time like I normally do. My normal streams involve Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer at the same time uh, via a program called Restream. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but if you're streaming and want to stream to multiple platforms, look up Restream. It's great. Anyway. But yeah. That was a big kicker because I'd been streaming to YouTube Mixer and Twitch for a long time now and the fact that I can't do that because I'm an affiliate really kind of irked me the wrong way. And so after figuring out about these stipulations, I'm like, "Oh, I got to tell my fan base and all this sort of stuff and let them decide whether or not I should even be an affiliate in the first place because that's those are the people that are going to get affected by it." The reaction <laughs> the reaction was very mixed and it was kind of a <laughs> shit show. And it turned what would have been this calm before the storm into a mad dash to figure out what I'm even going to be doing streaming wise for the next several years. So uh, needless to say, kind of a big week. Not really one that involved uh, YouTube per se, but uh, one that involved- in many ways
0: it still did.
1: Right, right. Just just not directly, I would say. Well, indirectly. Um, Aside from that whole fiasco, uh, my birthday happened. I got a Switch. I worked nice on nice. a top ten home Pokemon video that I'm really proud of, sitting at about 26 views right now. I've streamed a good bit of Mario Odyssey, and what has lately in the
0: past two weeks,
1: <laughs> right, a lot. And lately, now that Ultra Sun and Moon are out, I'm live streaming it and let's playing it on my channel. So, a lot of stuff going on. I could probably get into more details, but that whole Twitch affiliate crisis is what made up most of it. And at the end of it, for those wanting to hear the the short version. Uh, I did end up becoming an affiliate after a lot of arguing back and forth, multiple videos, people telling me stuff about it. I did end up eventually becoming an affiliate, but man, it took up a lot of time and energy that could have been spent. Oh, I don't know. Finishing up dark souls, <laughs> working on other vlogs, being productive,
0: being a um, quality YouTuber, and consistent YouTuber. Yeah, I get that completely. Stuff like that. Stuff yeah. like that.
1: But what do, what do you think? What do you mm. think about that whole
0: deal? Yeah, I mean, stuff happens. And with, like, the Twitch affiliate thing, I think it's one of those things that we have to talk about every once in a while is that, you know, obviously, if you're being a YouTuber and you're wanting to be successful with it, you're not just a YouTuber, you're a content creator. And in the Mm -hmm. current atmosphere where live streams are such a big part of the internet now, especially in the entertainment field, like, if you're not live streaming right now, you probably should be. And Especially if you're gaming. Especially if you're gaming, absolutely, right. and uh, you know, maybe I, I feel like we're going to do an entire episode on live streaming at some point, yeah. I feel like it's that important, um, mm-hmm. but you know, we we live in the world now where that's such, such a prevalent part of the entertainment atmosphere now, and so your problem, while a very you know valid one, is also a good problem to have.
1: It's a very good problem to have, a I have a, problem. that's a very it's a very first world type of deal that is. <laughs> you know, while Twitch affiliate is a new thing, a lot of people are getting it. And a lot of people are sort of for the first time experiencing what it's like to be a Twitch channel with subs. That's what being an affiliate right. is. You get you get opportunities for people to subscribe to you on Twitch. And basically what a subscription is on Twitch is uh they pay you five dollars each month you're subscribed and in return you get things like emojis uh, chat privileges little stuff like that but it's basically a money-making opportunity on twitch and the cool thing is before affiliate the only way you could get subscriptions was through partners and in order to be a partner had a lot more strict requirements but twitch rolled out the affiliate program and now a lot more people are experiencing a lot of those benefits and potentially, if I do well as an affiliate, I can be a partner as well. So there's a lot of good. Don't worry, I didn't, I didn't have a whole headache over being an affiliate, just for the fun of it, right? Like there was, right. some, there, there was some serious stuff going on there.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm actually glad that we, I, I'm not as glad that we had to restart the podcast episode, but I am kind of glad mm-hmm. that we're doing it tonight because, uh, as of yesterday, or at least in the last couple of weeks, I haven't been on Twitch as much because i'll get into my whole last couple weeks spill in a bit but they rolled out an achievement system for streamers i don't know if you've seen that yet
1: i have not actually go ahead okay so it (laughs) looks
0: like it's very new they rolled out an achievement uh system for streamers now and basically it works towards uh the affiliate program and the partner program so Hmm. i'll um actually go there right now and go go ahead and talk about it a little bit because i think it's important sure so it starts off with a quest if you will called it begins and that just starts with your first stream you're naming a game in a category your stream title and then looking at your dashboard um it's it, it basically gave me all those achievements tonight when i streamed even though i'd been streaming for a little while now um, mm-hmm. and then it's got path to partner as your second uh as your second quest and Or no, your, your second quest is Path to Affiliate. And it actually has the list of achievements you would need in order to become an affiliate. So since right. I've already streamed for eight hours in the last 30 days, I've already streamed for seven unique days in the last 30 days, and I have 50 followers or more, I only need to reach three average viewers in the last month, in the last 30, yeah, last 30 days which I'm close to getting. And then once I get that, then I can automatically be in a, in a affiliate.
1: So what you're saying is get ready for the link spam of a Zach streams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> you got to reach that three viewer
0: somehow a lot this week <laughs> and right. the next week probably. And then they have the third quest, which is path to being a partner, which surprisingly enough, I've already gotten almost the first two requirements I just need that reaching 75 average viewers in the last 30 days, which is going to take a few months, if not a couple of years.
1: Right. That one's interesting to me about the path to partner one, because Mm. we've known about the affiliate requirements uh, for a while now. As soon Mm. as it was rolled out, Twitch was like, you got to do this, this, and this. So those little things do not surprise me. Path to partner is interesting because, like, there weren't really any, like, out there ways to do it. What you would have Mm. to do is literally email twitch with an application and you would have to be like why do you deserve to be a partner how many subs do you have how many stats do you have and twitch has never said like oh you have to have this much to be a partner so the fact that like they're out in the open straight up telling you hey if you want to be a partner do this Mm -hmm. is kind of cool even if it is through kind of like a very video gamey kind of cringy achievement system uh yeah. <laughs> we we don't know about partner how to get to that until now i'm, I'm pretty sure correct me you, if i'm you
0: wrong know what's like super amazing about this the sure. fact that there's another big website on the internet that hosts video that has not been so open about certain things not naming any names of course mm-hmm. and now yeah. twitch is coming around you know giving this information out
1: yeah i really wish Bitshoot would get on to giving us that information <laughs> yeah
0: bit yeah
1: Uh that's the one we're referring to totally
0: not another youtube (laughs) excuse me um totally not a
1: google related
0: (laughs) not not a google related issue here no um the other cool thing about twitch recently is i i I feel like this is recent i haven't seen this before but they have stream Mm -hmm. summaries now Ooh. so you can look at each individual stream see how long it lasted your average viewers your max viewers any new followers what your peak time was how many people were chatting in the chat and then your total views and it's even got plus and minuses and the green red arrows to say whether you've gone up or gone down from your your previous stream and you can also see where people came from to get to your stream whether it was from followers or browsing page or you know another thing like discord or something. So that's really cool that they're giving more information here in terms of analytics, because exactly that shit's important. I know, I know the Twitch
1: mobile app's been updating pretty good too. Like you can stream from your phone on Twitch now. I'm pretty sure.
0: Really?
2: Uh, that's cool.
1: And I wonder if a lot of those same achievement systems are going to move over to there. Like we could potentially have Twitch partners that solely stream from their phone. That's crazy. Well, that'd be right? weird. Like real life yeah. streams just on Twitch. From people using it. their phone yeah. who just become big right now. Mm-hmm. What I want to ask you, though, is do you think that this update is simply a quality of life update that just sort of targets the people who already love Twitch and who are already working hard? Or do you think that this is a timed move when YouTube is kind of at its shittiest and how the complaints about YouTube have been, oh, they don't give enough information, what's going on, Or I want to reach a certain point, how do I get to that? And live streaming's becoming bigger Ooh. and bigger. Do you think Amazon and Twitch, like, time that shit out to where they're like, oh, you don't like YouTube not giving you information? Hmm. YouTube's kind of our biggest competitor right now in terms of, like, video <laughs> and entertainment and shit. What if we were to just, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think it's intentional? That's what you I know- want <laughs>
0: I think if it's not intentional, it's a really good unintentional move. Uh, It's a really good
1: coincidence.
0: Yeah. Well, because like, okay, there definitely is some quality of live shit going on because not only is it getting better for the streamer, but as far as the mobile app, the viewers are getting a lot out of it. I noticed Mm -hmm. recently that I can listen to streams without my phone being, you know, without the screen being turned on, which you have to pay YouTube to do for YouTube right. red. So the fact that that's an option now, I I really do think most of it is the fact that Twitch is kind of realized, especially since YouTube has streaming, you know, as a big part of its users. Now uh, mm-hmm. they've got the super chat. If you have a thousand subscribers, you get donations, you can get subscribers on there. Now they basically have their version of the, the Twitch partner program. Now, yeah, and uh, I think Twitch kind of looked at it and was like, "Okay, we've actually got real comp- competition now." Not to mention right. the fact that so many people are upset about YouTube. Exactly. So let's let's for put me, a little for me, extra work into it.
1: For me, when I hear you talk about those updates, like to me, it sounds like a lot of them benefit the first-time streamer. Right? Affiliates are perfect for people who want to get into streaming. Having partnership requirements are great for people who want to get into streaming. Like these things don't help the people who are already partners, who are already That's Twitch true. celebrities. That's right.
0: That's true. That's these so, are Yeah.
1: <laughs> these are specifically targeting people who have thought about streaming but haven't really been giving it a push, or people who are just sort of kind of streaming who want to know how to take it to the next level. Like a you right. and me who've been doing it for like a year or so or some shit like that. To me, that sounds very much like, oh, sick of YouTube? Well, we're going to make it better to be someone new on Twitch, which YouTube like feels like it's getting worse and worse to start out new on. Like Becoming a new YouTuber mm. is like a shit show. So Twitch is like, what if we just make like the first opening months on Twitch like the best shit ever? And that right. way, like when people get sick of YouTube and migrate over to Twitch, they're going to have a really pleasant first time. A lot of that's conspiracy theory, conjecture and shit, but you can't mm. tell me Twitch isn't researching youtube and their live streaming and their video platforming
0: and thinking like oh i want
1: i want a piece of that pie i mean it's owned by amazon amazon and google like duke it out all the time they're paying attention
0: yeah not to mention the fact that amazon is smart as hell and they're going to be making a crap ton more money in the future right like i mean they're one of the biggest companies on the earth on 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 the earth on earth right now
1: i feel like the only people who are going to get mad at these updates are the people who've been doing it since the very beginning for
0: me yeah well okay so here's the thing a little bit of youtube history back in 2012 youtube opened up the partner program to everybody on the website so 2012 was really that new fresh uh youtube atmosphere where newer people could actually do something with it supposedly if they you know it was more of an incentive then and then, that
1: pewdiepie's first year didn't he come yeah. out like 2011, 2012? Yeah. And we got PewDiePie, big,
0: Markiplier, extreme. Jacksepticeye, a lot of those guys started around that time. That was when Game the big... Grumps,
1: I think, was 2012.
0: Mm-hmm. That was when the ver... that was when the big Let's Play movement kind of happened, and a lot mm-hmm. of people got big on that. That was also when they moved to Watch Time.
1: I remember um... I got a lot more excited about my YouTube possibilities around that time. Like mm-hmm. I didn't capitalize on it, of course.
0: <laughs> That's like... why it started around 2011, but I didn't capitalize on it. As much as sure. I could have. I th- but it was you know. a great
1: thing. We're like, oh, it's a great time to be a YouTuber.
0: <laughs> right, because I remember the transition from, I can't make no money on this website at all, I can't even have a custom background on my channel, to, oh shit, YouTube cares about the little guys, and we can actually do something now. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, <laughs> you gotta mention
1: that it brought out a lot of shit, too. Like, a lot oh. of assholes kind of showed up at around that time, too. Oh,
0: absolutely. Your prank absolutely. channels,
1: <laughs> Your reactors, yeah. People were really like, Oh, a quick buck, hell yeah!
0: <laughs> but then, like, there was already also a lot of shit back then, too, because of clickbaiting. Because mm-hmm. w- with w- um, not watch time, but with uh, likes being so pre- prevalent, not likes, views being so prevalent, mm-hmm. um, you know, you had a lot of clickbaiters back in that day, it's true, because a lot of them just kind of wanted to, you know put some boobs on the thumbnail to get a million views for not doing a single thing with their life. Right. But what's interesting is now in 2017, YouTube was like, Oh, well I guess this was kind of a mistake. Let's reel it back in. You have to have a hundred subscribers and 10,000 views or something like that to, I think it's 10,000 views specifically to get the, um, the partner program now. Mm-hmm. And even then if you get that ten thousand views, they're gonna take a look at your channel and double check, make sure you're not like a shitty channel.
1: Right. And so, for those who are who are already partnered, you didn't you weren't put back or anything. So right. if you had less views than that. Because I remember I had less than mm-hmm. ten thousand. Right. And shit like that. I was going through a similar shitty situation though of why I like couldn't monetize anything. And mm-hmm. I thought it was because of that ten thousand view rule, but it had to do with Google being an asshole. That's but yeah, worldwide by me worldwide meme if i had made ethan's channel like a couple of months ago and it just put out like a couple of videos and partnered it you know like imagine how ahead of the game we would be on that if we didn't have to be like oh now i gotta get ethan's channel to 100 views now i gotta have all this other shit like it's substantially it's a little bit harder to get to but i think it's a fair it's a goal. little bit i think it's
0: i think it's goal. a very fair goal and it still doesn't like hinder your channel as much it just doesn't let you make money which let's be honest if you're not getting 10,000 views <laughs> You ain't making making money in the first place. (laughs) I mean, I'm not making money from YouTube yet, you know? Like, theoretically, yes, but nah. Not really. Um, (laughs) Not really. The Sabigen
1: Games videos aren't paying the bills. (laughs) I get
0: get (laughs) a Mountain Dew a month, basically. (laughs) <laughs> and a mountain dew a month from YouTube and that's that's it. So You think there's like a twelve year old kid listening to this podcast He's like, one mountain dew a month? Hell one yeah. Month. my mom only lets me drink water all the time, yo, that would have been me. <laughs> that would have been like I can get two fifty. Mm. It's more than my allowance. Right. Um, I, I could buy a fidget that. spinner with that money. Dude, yeah, like where, hell yeah. I <laughs> can
1: get to the fidget spinner market. <laughs>
0: Thanks. <laughs> dude Thanks, YouTube. I got to do a little, uh... <laughs> okay. I, video I want idea. to find somebody. <laughs> video idea. <laughs> I want to find somebody
1: who is so naive. Like, <laughs> not that they want to be YouTube famous, they
2: just but want I want to find a kid $50? who's just
1: surprised at the fact that they can make $2.50 and thinks, like, that's incredible. <laughs> I want to find that kid. I was like yeah. yo, you
0: can make two dollars off of YouTube, dude. <laughs> I don't amazing. think they exist,
1: but uh, I want to find that kid.
0: <laughs> I need to, I need to, talk to you about this video idea after the podcast. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it'll
0: be good. Um, I guess. Long story short,
1: big tangent there.
0: Big tangent, but important. I think we. I, most of it was important, at least. Sure. Um, like, the the fact is, is that. You know, if you're not live streaming yet, obviously you should be. We've talked about it a couple times in the past, but Mm -hmm. Twitch is definitely somewhere you should be looking. And I do advise, as I'm sure Aiden does, use Restream, stream on multiple platforms at once, because when you're working on that Twitch follower goal and those Twitch stream goals to become an affiliate, Mm -hmm. before you have to make the choice to become exclusively Twitch. Um you can still be working towards your subscriber goal and your view, your watch time on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Speaking
1: uh, of other hypotheticals, mm-hmm. this is very new because I haven't seen any of this achievement stuff at all in all these recent updates, I think. Right.
0: I, I think it's literally yesterday. So, hypothetically
1: speaking, we had talked about you guys getting into live streaming on like the first couple episodes, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before about how you should be doing live streaming. So hypothetically, there's someone out there who took our advice and is now ahead of the game to where he's an affiliate now because he took our advice from episode one, like enough time has passed to where for sure. People who watched our first episode and took our advice on the whole live streaming thing are now probably an affiliate and are halfway to becoming a partner.
0: Yeah. No, I could see and that for sure.
1: And they're in a better position than a lot of you guys are, who are going to be, who are just now hearing this news and haven't taken Twitch seriously. You know, that guy, <laughs> that guy <laughs> believed us immediately in the first episode. And now he's in a way better spot. <laughs> yeah. So that's another cool hypothetical. I don't know if that one exists either, but that'd we'll be, be
0: cool. Because like, here's the thing, right? Let's say you've wanted to be a YouTuber you didn't really know about live streaming as much. You didn't really care for it. You weren't really sure that it was your thing, but you realize that you started some YouTube videos and you're not getting views like you want, or you're not getting, you know, the, the basically the results that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Well, what like live streaming, especially if you're good at, here's what you got to do to be a good live streamer, right? You got to be able to be decent at commentary. And I say decent because there are a lot of bigger live streamers that aren't great at it. Mm -hmm. and some of them that aren't even that good at it, but you got to be decent at it and you got to be able to like pay attention to your chat. Sure. And then the rest of it is just playing the right game to get like seen. Mm -hmm. So literally if you're in like high school and this is like your thing, you want to play video games, you want to somehow make money from it, especially if you want to play video games, instead of going straight to YouTube and doing let's plays and stuff, which are very hard to get seen. Live streaming on Twitch is a very viable option. Basically, go home from school uh, or get home from school Monday through Friday. Stream for like two hours before you have to do your homework Mm -hmm. or after you do your homework, whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then, you know, Saturday and Sunday stream for five hours or something as long as your parents let you. And in the matter of a couple of months, even less, maybe you could... Like, if you go hardcore into streaming on Twitch, there's no doubt that as long as you show up to work, like, you're going to be able to get the affiliate, you know, partnership. If
1: you're a freshman in high school or whatever, and you start streaming, even if they're, like, really shitty, by the Mm. time you were a senior, you would have all the requirements to be an affiliate or a partner, but you couldn't have signed the legal paperwork until you're 18. But here's the thing. Every other requirement you can fill out in the span of four years in high school you'll not only have really good streams, but you'll probably fill out everything. And then when you just turn 18, you sign the legal shit and then you're good to go, dude. Like here's the thing. Not only
0: that. Oh, go ahead. Not only that, if it's the fact that you're not 18 working against you and you're not able to make that money yet, here's the Mm -hmm. thing. You build up that audience. You have people that come in to watch you all the time because you have Mm -hmm. to get that audience in order to get that, you know, those partnerships. You build up that audience; it gets higher than a regular partnership would recommend. Like you're able to use that audience for some kind of leverage. They're going to your YouTube channel now. If you have one of those, they're buying your merch. They're giving you donations, anyways. So, if you got four years to make it work while you're in high school, sure, dude, do it. Exactly. I
1: I think it's a lot easier to run than a YouTube channel. To wrap it up, though, um, you may be thinking, Aiden. Zach, what's the point? This is another YouTube podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to uh, mess on that mindset, but unfortunately that's not the case. Really, our podcast should be called like another content creation podcast, but that doesn't have as sexy as a name or a jingle. Uh, (laughs) But my point is, is this getting into YouTube, you should not be thinking to yourself that by me following all these tips and putting in all this work, That one day I'm going to be a famous YouTuber because the problem with that line of thinking is that if something comes along and you've gained enough skills, like let's say live streaming comes along and you find out that you're really good at it or a new social media platform that comes out and you find that you're really good at it and using your skills through YouTube, you can now make a success on another platform. Take that opportunity. Very much take that opportunity. The thing is, life is going to throw so many curveballs at you. And even if you think that, oh, I'm going to start YouTube and be a YouTuber, life may throw you a different direction and you could be successful on a social media platform that might not even be out yet. Mm
2: -hmm. And then you
1: might be saying, well, why even do YouTube at all? Because you're building that skill set. You're learning how to stay consistent. You're learning SEO. You're learning how to edit videos, thumbnails, engaging with an audience, all this sort of stuff. You know, you can't Mm -hmm. like both me and Zach, we like YouTube a lot. And obviously it's a platform that we're very passionate on. But you can't tell me if like me or Zach were offered like a contract or a partnership to make money on another social media uh, thing doing the same thing we do now, we would take that opportunity, right? Like we like YouTube, but like, you know, money is money and success is success. So you don't have to be (laughs) loyal to a platform in order to get good things out of it. So that's why a lot of our tips and a lot of our topics and a lot of our stuff, are broad enough to where like you can use some of this advice on twitch or twitter or anything else like that because we have that mindset going in is that this is about content creation these are about people who want to get into entertainment these are about people who want to learn about like the internet and how to make money off of it and you know just live a decent life on it and not be an asshole <laughs> in some cases right right but but, you know, all the stuff we talk about, it doesn't just encompass YouTube. And sometimes we are going to get in those tangents where we talk about things like Twitch or BitChute or Anchor or anything else.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: don't feel bad. Don't feel like, oh, why aren't they not talking about YouTube? A lot of this stuff applies to all sorts of different things. And you need to keep uh, your mindset open and you need to keep your opportunities uh, always open to new things. Uh, because you never know where life is going to lead you. So that's Absolutely. my That's my piece
0: on that. (laughs) Yeah. And and remember just like he like he said, if some other social media site or something like that offered us money tomorrow to do the same thing we'd be doing on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Don't think of that as a sellout because it's definitely not. Think of it as (laughs) we would be doing the exact same thing. It's literally just a different website. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. So
0: that's you know, that's important to keep in mind that it is all about the content creation. It's nothing about the platform. The platform is just a vehicle for us to get our content to you.
1: Exactly. But if you can't drive the vehicle, like, you're screwed. (laughs) We're teaching you how to drive the vehicle, (laughs) not how to, like, run a Honda Civic, (laughs) you know? (laughs) We're not going to tell you, like, reviews about Toyota Camrys or anything like that. We're teaching you how to be the driver of your Mm. content creation machine. Because if you learn how to drive one car, you can drive multiple cars, right? And there's a couple of differences here and there, but for the most part, the process is the same, so... Be on the lookout for weird tangents like that. It didn't probably need to be that long, but I felt like there was a good little bit of bonus value. That's <laughs> I'm going to call yeah, it. some good we got stuff out of there. That.
0: that could have been an extra-sode, but, you know, it's all good. Sure. Like, here we are. It's all good man. Zach, it's all good.
1: how was your week <laughs> on actual YouTube? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, my
0: week on YouTube, TM, trademark. trademark. Uh, last yeah. two weeks, really, um, have been quite interesting um, I've been in positions where the uploads have been frequent. And then I've been in positions where the uploads have not been frequent at all.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And it's, it's been an interesting dynamic because uh, through both, I learned some very valuable things. So mm-hmm. one of those is I definitely do need to get my, my uploads back up on a regular basis every single day. Uh, on both channels, because One thing that I've learned or that we've kind of known about, and I just haven't really thought about it as much as I have lately, Mm -hmm. is that what's one thing that's very important to the YouTube algorithm? Hashtag Watch watch time. So how do you get more watch time basically is what it comes down to. And I was thinking about different ways to get more watch time and, you know trying to figure out what's the best way to hack the algorithm and after i heard somebody talk about this just a little bit i was like you, it it makes so much sense now how do you get mm-hmm. more watch time you upload more videos dumbass <laughs> <laughs> that's a short because answer <laughs> that's the short ti- that's the short answer because here's the thing right obviously it makes sense stay, conti- stay consistent keep uploading more videos the more you upload the more people will watch the more chances you get for people to check out your stuff which mm-hmm. is always great but then the short like the short term effects on it are also super great because if you have those even if it's like two to five people that come to your channel to watch everything you put out, because some people will do that. Some people are your mega fans, as as Aiden likes to call it, and they'll watch <laughs> everything you put out. And it makes <laughs> no matter no how sense. That. <laughs> because I've talked to some of these people, and I'm like, why do you watch, like, what do you ex- what do you specifically want to see from me, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. trying to, like, figure out what can I cut out, what what should I keep, all that kind of stuff. And these people will be like, oh, I watch everything you put out. I'm like, Why? Right. <laughs> right. I know some of this stuff of doesn't bring you really value.
1: You'll ask, like, a small group of friends, and they'll all give you a different answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some people well. will like vlogs. Some people will like Let's Play. Some people will like your highly produced stuff. And, right, mm-hmm. you can't just cut one of them out. <laughs> right, you can't. It's... But what you can do is provide more content to them, and everybody wins that way.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: You have to work more that way,
0: but everybody you just got to work more, everybody... which isn't a bad thing. Everybody wins. In the yeah, long term. It's a great thing in the long term. Just work more. You want to see mm-hmm. results? <laughs> work harder, dumbass.
1: Work harder. The analogy I gave uh, during the first recording of this was it's sort of like a baseball player. Mm -hmm. And each video you put out is another uh, chance at bat, pretty much. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a video going viral in this analogy would be like a home run. You know, the the video that gets you to quote unquote stardom or YouTube famousness or whatever you want to call it. That's the home run in this analogy. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. If you only put out a couple of videos, you're only going to have a couple of chances at bat, correct? Correct. And the thing is, is like, sure, one of them might do super well. But what if it doesn't? Well, then you've spent all your time only making a couple of videos. And then, you know, you feel like, why am I not getting any success? But here's the thing. If you're putting out multiple videos and you're getting multiple chances at bat, well, mathematically, you're going to have a better chance to get a home run. You know, you're going to have a better chance to do well just simply based on the fact that you're literally trying more and giving multiple chances for you to be discovered, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook or whatever. And here's the thing about that. You have to try, you know? Yeah, yeah. It can't be just a bunch of shit
0: you're throwing at the wall.
1: If you just post a garbage video every day, then you're not going to go anywhere. The same way as if you just bump the ball every time, you're probably not going to get any success or a home run or anything like that. So you still have to try and you still have to put effort. But you want to get as many effort-filled chances as possible. And by uploading more videos, you get that. It works in baseball. It works in YouTube and maybe works in some other sport that I've never heard of before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. For sure. 100%. But now here's the other thing, right? So you have Mm -hmm. that at bat more often, you get more chances to potentially get home runs. So if you make a million videos in the next 10 years, like you're going to get somewhere because a million videos is substantially more than anybody else on the platform is doing. Right. So. obviously hyperbole can't you know not exactly possible uh unless you have let's your watch mojo and you have like a thousand people working for you i don't know Uh, those logistics aside the other thing is if you look at your super fans the people that watch everything you put out or even like the people that put out that watch one uh like one, one video every couple of uploads or one video even every five uploads. The thing is, the more you're uploading, the more chances these people are going to watch, which means you're guaranteed watch time. You are yeah, 100%. absolutely 100% guaranteed to get some kind of watch time out of it. A video might only get 10 views, but if mm-hmm. five of the people that watch that watch the entire thing and it was a two hour podcast, sure, you just got 10 hours of watch time for that day and then your watch time goes up and again youtube idolizes watch time so as long as you're consistently seeing that green arrow uh not the comic book character uh (laughs) as long as you're consistently seeing the green arrow go up saying that your watch time is better this week than it was last week or this month than it was last week or last month then Mm -hmm. you're going to consistently start getting your videos ranking better in tags. They're going to be seeing more and you're going to get more views and more subscribers as a result of it. Sure.
1: And uh, for baseball for back to the analogy on that, you know, even if you don't get a home run or anything like that, your stats still go up, right? Your resume is built up more. If YouTube doesn't work out, you still have a thousand great videos to show to potentially get a job somewhere else. Correct. Right. Like exactly. It's, it's never. It's never useless. It's never something that's just not fruitful at all. And there's no good to come from it because there always is good to come from hard work. Eh, maybe it won't work out on YouTube, but it could potentially work out, uh, like we right. mentioned earlier, somewhere else or anything to the like. So, oh, and real quickly, mm-hmm. uh, I saw this happen firsthand. Uh, both the channel that me and Zach watch, Scott the Laws. Right. Like this is a guy. <laughs> Who's been making videos for a long time and recently started a channel, oh, about a year, about a year and a year half, yeah. about yeah. a year or so, roughly, Um, puts out great videos every week. Nobody watched them, like hardly anyone at all. He has a small fan base, right? Nothing much. But each and every week he would put out another great video, another great video, another great video, and was really consistent with it until finally one video comes along, he gets one shout out, and now all of a sudden he's got a bunch of people there. But because he already had gotten a body of work and because he had already put himself into a pattern of putting out great stuff, he's now able to capitalize on that success and potentially get bigger and bigger. And oh boy, his numbers went up. Do you know the exact ones?
0: Yeah. uh, About a month ago, well, about a month and a half ago at this point now, he Mm -hmm. had under a thousand subscribers. Now, only a month later, because this this is the numbers a couple weeks ago as well, he had he has five fifty one thousand mm-hmm. fifty one thousand subscribers. He went up forty nine fifty thousand subscribers in the matter of a couple of weeks because one guy, one view, one single view gave him a shout out, and it worked for him. <laughs> sure, and, <laughs> and that's it's, the thing. Like it's it's he hit a
1: home run, but mm-hmm. in the same way, he had hit <laughs> thirty or so other at bats that went nowhere. That were great videos that just weren't seen anywhere. So, Mm -hmm. you know, here's the thing. As long as you're putting out great work and you're doing it consistently, you're going to get noticed eventually. The thing is, what separates Scott from other channels is when the going got rough and when things weren't going his direction, he didn't up and quit. He didn't slow down production. He didn't do any of this other stuff. He continued and continued to get better. So that when the Mm -hmm. shout out did come along, you know. He didn't have
0: to change anything. He did. (laughs) He just kept putting out his great work. Yeah, it was already quality. So, right. And it's, you know, yeah. That's what impressed me about that example, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Another quick example I saw this week, just because it's so recent to me and I think it's important. Um, Mm There is a guy that I have been friends with for going on six years now. He started around the same time that I started did a let's play channel, mostly uh, old adventure type games. And he got his subscriber rating up to actually, it's quite funny. He got a shout out on screw attack mm-hmm. the, the website one day and right. his subscribers because of that. And a couple of videos that ranked really, really well in tags um, for some flash games. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he got his, he got up to like 15,000 subscribers. In the matter of a few years. Recently, over the past couple years, he's been seeing a drop in views. The new YouTube algorithms didn't do too well with certain things. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but the crazy thing is about two months ago, he had to restart his channel. Had some problems with his employment. He's a school teacher. Kids were looking at some of his videos. He did some not so appropriate for children games. Just didn't want to get into any kind of trouble there. So he starts a new channel. Uh and the uh out of nowhere, about two or three days ago, the Game Grumps post a let's play video on an old adventure mm-hmm. game that was like for DOS system or I don't even know exactly what the game is about mm-hmm. or anything like that, but they, they posted a video, it was the finale of their series, and they realized they got the bad ending. So Mm -hmm. they decide, oh, well, this is our video. We can do whatever we want. Let me go look up on YouTube for the good ending. Well, they couldn't find anybody that had just posted the good ending uh, without commentary. But the highest ranking video with the title, the good ending in the title of the video um, (laughs) was, was this guy's video. And it was the only one they could find. And so... They watched part of his video in the channel, and now he's got like 700 subscribers, and I have a feeling it's going to go up even more in the next few days. But, I mean, he just started the new channel about a month ago. Got a shout out. It was one view. Mm -hmm. Turns into many. Exactly. And And the thing is, is
1: like with both of those people, they don't expect it. They don't beg for it. They don't post in other people's channels asking sub for sub or other dumb shit, Right. It came Mm. as a reward of hard work and patience. And sure, you can argue all day and night. Oh, that was lucky. He got lucky here. He got lucky there. I wish I could get so lucky. Whatever. Here's the thing. (laughs) Luck has nothing to do with whether or not you stay relevant. And so just because these two people got lucky, the work doesn't stop for them. And they will have to fight day in and day out to stay relevant and to keep the subs they got. You know, you can call it luck whether or not you get a shout out, but... Whew, if anything, it, it increases harder. your
0: workload. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I hate to like belabor this, but I feel like we got some good stuff going here. Uh right. One of the biggest guys on the platform right now, especially especially in terms of gaming, is JackSepticEye. Sure. If you want to talk about people that got a massive s- <laughs> shout out, this man got a massive shout out from PewDiePie. And. Maybe we've mentioned it once on the podcast before. <laughs> I was about to say it. Have we told this story before? Maybe. We might have. I, I don't remember, but long story sorry short, <laughs> yeah. sorry if we have, but I still think it's, I still think it's super important and I think it kind of comes up with Bring this, up. you know, this point of remaining consistent, you know, working hard, getting better at what you're doing. Um, and then that watch time thing that I was talking about a few minutes ago, sure. but PewDiePie, I mean, PewDiePie gives him a shout out. And instead of, you know, just being like, thank you for all the new subscribers, which I mean, this guy got thousands and thousands of subscribers in the matter of a couple of nights, he continued to work more and more and more on his channel. And now he's at one of the highest subscribed channels on YouTube. He's got like 16 million or something like that. Sure. So, I mean, it just goes to show you what, what the hard work will do. Mm hmm exactly so keep keep
1: consistent keep driving if you feel like there's some weeks where man shit really isn't going anywhere you can picture in your head if you really want to if it'll help you get through the night you know think about what it's going to be like when you get to that number when you get to that goal when you get to that point and how great you're going to feel for sticking with it and how great you're going to feel for being like man i'm glad i saw this through and man i'm glad i continued uh, to follow that work and man i'm glad i took Zach's advice on another youtube podcast episode seven or whatever like you know think about yeah. that think about that if that helps you get through the night and if you know if it really is too big of a deal for you well then you know kind of maybe get some other hobbies
0: yeah decide, decide figure figure some other stuff out it's okay right. you can still listen to the podcast though i mean sure sure we'll appreciate, <laughs> appreciate the, that watch time um
1: but a great week on youtube for you yeah
0: well there was there was another thing too that i realized um another lesson that i learned sure which was oh i need to upload more content but i'm stuck on some videos that are taking a little bit longer and life just got in the way and oops i can't upload as many videos this week as i thought i was gonna do Mm -hmm. so uh me trying to figure out well how do i get more views how do I get more watch time to keep that momentum going because it's been pretty good over the last few months Mm-hmm. Um, I was like okay what do I do here and I just figured the last few videos that I made I'm going to go try to do some marketing so I hit up Reddit hit up some Discord groups hit up some Facebook groups and got my highest viewed video on the Zack Snyder Productions channel which was a video that I made on a whim at 9 o'clock in the morning sure <laughs> um, the one he's and... referring
1: to is the, the Sonic one
0: the Sonic video, yeah, yeah, it's so polarizing. It it? It's why, is it, yeah, why is Sonic? Dab. <laughs> yeah, there's a dab on the, the thumbnail, which may have, may or may not have gotten it more views. I don't, I don't know. Sure. That's some um, that's some consumer behavior I can't really figure out yet. <laughs> right.
1: Why is the dab so appealing?
0: <laughs> why Why is the dab so appealing? Is a great so question. Part of
1: but... the millennial vernacular.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Long story short, I woke up one morning had an idea in the shower sure. decided instead of just putting this video on hold like I do with most videos I'm gonna go ahead and make the video that day didn't have classes that day so I figured um, I've got a, Why not? got a few hours I can just kill to make that video worked on it for about five six hours um, and then uploaded it and then put it in the right places showed it to the right people and now it's got over a hundred views. And I think it got that hundred views in the matter of just a couple of days, which, Mm -hmm. you know, isn't great numbers, but it's better than anything else on the channel. So, um, and then the last couple of movie recaps, I've been trying to share them in certain places and on days that I've, I realized on days that I can't upload videos, I'm just going to spend like 15, 20 minutes at most and just market certain videos just so that I can try to get some of that watch time anyways. Because sure. if there's any number I want to see go up, it's it's that number. You're not you're not wasting your time. You're using your time more effectively. It's time right. Management. It's time management. All of this really comes down to time management. If you really think I've thought about,
1: about it. it before. And like the first person, if Blue Couch Productions gets big enough to where I can hire somebody, the first mm-hmm. person I'm going to hire, it's not going to be an editor. It's not going to mm-hmm. be like a co-commentator or anything like that. It's not mm-hmm. even going to be a social media guy. It's going to be a marketer. Oh, <laughs> it is one hundred percent going oh, to be a marketer for because, sure. dear God, dear God, do I not know how to sell my own stuff? You know, it's hard. not an entrepreneur. Not the type of guy who's like, so look at what hard. thing I made. Please watch it, right? Because mm. I feel bad doing it I feel cringy doing it. <laughs> and I'm sure all the I marketers listen to this are like. Uh, no, it's, no, it's not, it's not cringy at all. You need to do that. Mm. (laughs) You know, it's kind of important and it is. And I have to do my own marketing sometimes and it's not fun at all. That would be the first person I would
0: hire. (laughs) That's (laughs) smart. That's smart. And you know, like marketing is definitely not my strong suit and I definitely don't like it as much as I do editing. Right. But I I can tolerate it. Like, right. Like I can, I'm cool with like going to some new groups and talking to some new people and trying to find the right places to put stuff. And it's not the end of the world for me. But what's, what's smart about what you just said is that you realize that's not your strength. So instead mm-hmm. of like spending time learning it or at least, you know, spending instead of trying to spend more time learning it when you don't need to, you can just hire somebody to do it at a certain point. Right. Like that's something that we've all got to realize as content creators is that maybe selling your stuff is not your strong suit. Maybe you mm-hmm. need to get somebody else to do that for you because you would be much better able to, you'd be much better spending your time doing, I don't know, the content creation side of things rather than marketing your stuff.
1: Exactly. I'm much more of a creative person. I hate numbers. I hate math. I hate having to do manual shit like that where I'm having to, you know, get it out to forums and things because I don't know where to post. I don't know if I'm like mm. intruding on people. I feel bad when I do it you know, having a guy to be there to be like, oh, I don't care about sharing your shit. You pay me enough money, I'll do it. I'm like, sure, (laughs) right? (laughs) If you're a numbers person, if you're a math person, if you know how to do that, if that's your career, you do good enough work, I'll pay for you and probably keep you for a long ass time because you're invaluable to me. Like I can't do that shit Mm -hmm. at all. And then if I, after the marketer, I'd probably hire an audio engineer. That'd be my number two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now I recently, this is something that, it's happened in the last couple of weeks too i recently figured out my audio situation and made my audio better Ooh. so Crazy. i'm excited about that
2: sure
0: i took a little and, bit of took a little bit of time a couple youtube tutorials later mm-hmm. it's good it's good stuff
1: and to be fair i, I do really appreciate the uh, value of learning a lot of that stuff yourself in fact i've mm. done a lot of that for editing and creative craft um mm. I do not have enough time in the world to learn all the inner outs of marketing and shit like that. Fair. Yo, idea. I don't like college, mm. right? What if I change my major to marketing and then secretly on the side, you know, I hate college. I can <laughs> get some marketing knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'd you be do literally doing college name. out of spite.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, for real. There you that's go. That's an idea, though. Yeah, that's an that's idea, a though. smart little idea. If you, if you decide you want to keep going for it, just mm. that's what you do, man. Great tangent, Some though. Marketing. Another great tangent. Great, great tangent.
1: <laughs> tangent you know, I the almost
0: wonder because we've still got like a lot to talk about with comments and stuff. I almost sure. wonder if this is a your week on YouTube and comments episode. Like, ooh, you know, we're about an hour into the episode now.
1: That's
0: interesting. Well, I think my... we did
1: spend a lot of time on it in the first recording of this, though. Yeah, not because <laughs> I know we did a lot of dumb tangent shit, but I feel like these tangents were oh, much yeah, more we valuable. Did oh <laughs> uh, Yeah,
0: for sure. I'm almost happy that we had that fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> almost. No, I this is good. This is good. I feel.
1: Like, I feel like we could. Uh, I mean, I still want to talk about our topic, but that's me. Yeah, for I want, sure. I want this to be the five-hour sure. episode.
0: <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> five <laughs> hours. is your goal. Yeah, that's that's go. the prediction. There you go.
1: Exactly. We don't yeah, plan things so... here on another YouTube podcast. <laughs> we don't and if you right. want to help us
0: plan things you can just give us topics and that exactly. would save us time so mm-hmm. boy would it save us time
1: but yeah we already have a live but streaming episode planned a marketing one we're good to go
0: <laughs> marketing yeah we're gonna have to get somebody to help us with that one
1: <laughs> if you're a marketer <laughs> <it'd> piss up
0: <laughs> but uh i guess overall to like end off the whole your week on youtube thing i feel like we both got a lot out of this week for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you on the community aspect of thing, which is a nice little segue into the next section. Mm. And then for myself, um, just kind of consistency in multiple different ways. And then a little bit of marketing here and uh, uh, just a variety of things, which is what's really right. nice about this. I'll say career loosely right now because <laughs> it's still working. on Michael? making it Into a career. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> either way, you know it's
1: never a dull moment.
0: It's never dull. Every right. week, you might be you might be going into a week and it could be boring,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: some some weeks are like that, and then other weeks, boy, we hmm, get hit with with uh, some people on your channel not wanting you to be a Twitch affiliate because they don't have good internet. Oh, like, there's you know. a lot
1: of other things.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure stuff <laughs> that I don't want to get into because of time. <laughs> Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah, that was our uh, that was our marathon on YouTube trademark. Uh, <laughs> marathon
0: on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about our month on YouTube. <laughs> our month on YouTube because, you know, consistency was our last episode and we didn't learn mm. ourselves. Clearly, uh, yeah. Clearly. clearly. Um,
1: but what is our topic? Uh, topic!
0: So... <laughs> God, I, I briefly mentioned it. We're going to be talking about community. We forgot to mention it at the beginning of the episode, but it's fine. Um, they Kept saw the, that the thumbnail <laughs> and the title, unless they just downloaded it blindly on iTunes or Google Play, which you all should do. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. think there's someone
1: who clicked on this episode really needing community info, and then realized the first hour of this was just us talking about YouTube, and like, what
0: the fuck, dude? Oh, man. <laughs> I I don't care about Twitch. I really need some community info. So we're gonna be talking about how important community is on YouTube, right? Um, and in in general as a content creator, because that community does transcend YouTube when done right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, different re, different ways you can kind of make manage. a community, manage the community, um, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah we're gonna be talking about the the fans
0: (laughs) exactly the fans if you will i hate using that word can i just briefly mention i hate i hate (laughs) calling people my fans because it's so weird Mm -hmm. it's like i don't i don't think i'm deserving of it
1: right it feels like the ultimate of first world problems that's what this whole podcast topic is going (laughs) to be
0: i mean we might as well call this the first world problem youtube podcast (laughs) exactly are you too to successful on starbucks right and i'm not about starbucks so i'm not as this episode's um,
1: only for the super successful people who have communities
0: <laughs> yeah apparently um i don't i Which don't if like you are, using the term fans
1: if you are super successful uh shout out our podcast
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly gotta <Yeah>, do that <laughs> well to, to kind of like bring it in the reason i don't like using the word fans is because i don't want some like 13 year old prick who thinks he deserves everything to like mm-hmm. call every single person that watches his video, a fan of his. Sure. Because it's, you know, cause what you're really doing is like, yes, you may gain some fans along the way, but at the mm-hmm. beginning it, it's all about creating a community.
1: Sure. Right. So exactly.
0: I don't know. Maybe that's a little weird, but overall I think that's, I think it's valuable
1: a little bit of a fun fun uh but yeah yeah, community management uh when i think about the term mainly Mm. uh it's basically about managing the people who watch you i'm not going to use the Mm. the dirty f word (laughs) i'm not going to use that word here because uh zach hates it so
0: much but it's about managing. that's fine you can use you can say fans
1: (laughs) it's about managing uh the people who watch your content And being sure that the relationship you have with your fans um, is not only healthy, but that uh, you're providing value to your fans and the fans are doing the same on over, right? A lot of people, when they think, you know, content creator and fan relationships, they think, oh, well, the content creator has 100% of the power and the leverage and the fans have 0%. That's not true. Not true at all. In fact, I would argue that, like, at the least, it's 50-50. You have 50% creative control over what you want to do, and then the other 50% is, will fans actually watch it or care about it, and how will they react, and all this other stuff. And then in some cases, you know, the fans can have upwards of, like, 80% of control, just based off, like, you know, those YouTube channels who always ask, like, what video should I do next, or you decide, or stuff like that. Channels that Mm -hmm. are so reliant on fan content... To even like get anything out, and in those instances, you know, the fans have a much bigger uh, percentage of leverage in terms of how your channel is run. So, what we're going to talk about in this episode is just sort of how to make sure that that relationship is healthy, how to strike a balance, um, how to deal with the negative side of things as well as the positive yeah, side. Of
0: that's things. true. Mm-hmm.
1: Issues you might come across and uh, stuff like that, basically.
0: Yeah i think right off the bat um i i think i prefer to try to have it a 51 49 Mm kind of leverage 51 on the audience side of things and then 49 on my side of things i think leaving the audience with a little bit more leverage overall i think is going to benefit in such a long-term way right and i haven't really thought about this before i've heard uh I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk, which if you haven't watched him, you should. I've probably said that a couple times already on the podcast, but um, I think I've heard him. Uh, I, I've definitely heard him talk about 5149 in terms of consumer or like customer to business owner point of views, things like that. Um, and even like partnerships with people, relationships and stuff. But I think even with consumers in terms of watching videos, I think giving your audience just a, just a little bit more leverage than you gives you the opportunity to, in the long run, make sure you're providing enough value to the people that are watching you, which is obviously going to be helping you. It's all it's all our positive in that in that sense. Exactly. Um, I want to dismiss the notion
1: that community management is a waste of time because it most yes. certainly isn't. Um, Absolutely. Community management is what's going to keep your channel alive uh both in the short term and the long term I would argue. Yeah. In the short no, term definitely. of not having everybody leave your channel and then the yeah, long term important. continuing to uh grow a fan base and leave your legacy behind. Those are the right. people that are responsible like after you're dead, you know. Are you going to be able to make an impact on them? Are people going to remember you after you're gone? Stuff like that. And by building a good relationship, you're in turn building your legacy, building Uh, what people will remember you by and in turn you're also building value um, with people in relationships you know as a content creator the content that you provide to your fans or viewers in this case uh, it's providing value to them whether it's an informational video and like how to make a hot dog right and whoever watches that video (laughs) is like man now I know how to make a hot dog thanks YouTube channel that's value Exactly. and then like, let's say you're doing a let's play and you make somebody laugh well, that's value, too, because that's entertainment. You know? And over the course of doing multiple videos and having people uh, get, have having yourself gain a following, you know, the value is being built up there. And you're impacting people's lives in some cases. You hear it all the time about, like, how popular YouTubers like Markiplier and PewDiePie or whatever and Game Grumps get all these letters all the time from plenty of depressed people who have gone, like, to the brink. You know? And have considered suicide and how many people they've turned around and impacted just by a stupid little (laughs) gameplay video on mario 2 right yeah things that in no way shape or form would sound like that they would bring anybody value are the things that people will remember you for and are the people um who make it all worth it really you know
0: oh absolutely
1: i mean without without fans without viewers you know there really isn't a point to youtube i mean yes you can satisfy yourself and make fun little side projects or whatever but you know if i feel like if you're kind of a a decent human being and a decent content creator you want to make sure at the end of the day that your fans are are treated well and you want to make sure that you're providing value to them almost every time you upload sure there are going to be some instances where you provide the dumb little goofy video only for yourself and that's totally fine Mm -hmm. and that's totally healthy and acceptable uh but your fans are a big part of what you do. And I think anyone who says that community management is useless um, are going to be the channels that are going to be suffering so much long-term because they just didn't do it and didn't care and didn't bother with it. And then they're dead in five years and like no one remembers them at all. Sorry to be graphic, but like,
0: (laughs) I mean, that's that's where that stuff leads. That's That's where that stuff leads. That's very true. Right. Um, You know, what's a popular example that I just thought about?
1: Go ahead.
0: Uh, do you remember Ray William Johnson?
1: Uh, a little bit. Not much.
0: Yeah, I, that's why. <laughs> <It was> this, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why. Uh, The guy was one of the most popular YouTube channels on the platform. He was the most popular YouTube channel on the platform for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, And then he – because he had a very popular show called Equals 3 and he was a comedian and – he changed up the format about two years ago because he decided he wanted to go do bigger projects and stuff, which is great. And he's happy and he's still successful in his eyes. And that's fine. Um, but his YouTube channel went down a lot because he got new hosts for the channel, even though everybody did not want new hosts, they wanted him, they wanted him to come back. And you'd think at some point he would have been like, okay, well I'm going to go ahead and come back because this is better for me in the long run with my community and stuff. He just, you know, kind of went on, did did other stuff. Right. And, and it kind of so, cost him
1: big time.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, his subscribers dipped so much that he had to stop. He stopped sharing his subscriber count on the channel.
1: Really? Jeez. Yeah,
0: because he, mil- he had a couple million at the time. And, yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
1: Well, I guess that's <laughs> why I haven't heard of them but...
0: before. Yeah.
1: So let's get um, right into it, then as far as community hmm. management. And I think the first and probably most obvious place to start, if you're a YouTuber, where are you going to see a lot of community interaction? The comment mm, section.
0: The comment's arguably the most important Sometimes part it's of your an, channel.
1: It's an angelic place full of nothing but positivity. And mm. the other 99% of the time, it's hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just literally the worst. No one likes how it. Many, how many no negative comments it. do you get? Uh On average. Probably not a not a whole lot. Okay. Um, but then I again, you got to keep in mind that the ratio is a bit smaller because it I is. literally don't have as many people commenting on, let's say, videos that like PewDiePie
0: does, right? Right,
1: right. right. For PewDiePie sure. has a huge audience, and simply by doing math, there's going to be a percentage of just negative comments simply based on the amount of people he has just um, commenting and stuff. Here's definitely. the thing: when you're so small and you only have twenty people commenting, you know. Odds are you're probably not going to get anything shitty, or if you are, you're going to get one shitty commenter that you really don't like.
0: <laughs> unless you're just really bad. I mean, if you if you unless you're an awful human being, subscribers. <laughs> if you look <only> got twenty <laughs> subscribers and you're getting twenty plus hate comments on every video, you might need to rethink this whole YouTube thing. Sure. Um, unless they're talking about you personally, then you might just need to ignore it. <laughs> sure. But let us rethink the whole YouTube thing. <laughs>
1: Let's start first, because uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people who want the the negative stuff, and I do want to get into the negative stuff. Mm. Uh, but let's start with the positive, right? Because that's yeah. the stuff that's super impactful, and that's the stuff uh, that we really need to focus on in terms of comments. So let's start there. I make Definitely. a video called uh, Top 10 Bearded Men in Gaming, right? Hypothetically, mm. you know, just throwing yeah. that out there, right?
0: <laughs> Zack Snyder's number one. Keep going.
1: Sure. Hypothetically. Uh, (laughs) Hypothetically. (laughs) I post the video out. It gets a couple of views, a couple of comments. And uh, Mm. one of the comments that I look on there is uh, some guy, he says, whoa, great video. I really appreciate it. What do I do?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. What do I do? Ooh, what do you do? Yeah. Mm.
1: Do I ignore it? What do I do? I don't know.
0: Here's what I would do. Mm -hmm. I'd comment first back right comment is always nice i'd be like hey man or if it's a girl i'd just be like hey (laughs) (laughs) um thanks for checking out the video hope you enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and maybe i'll push a little you should subscribe. maybe but probably not because then i would go check out their channel just to see what kind of, you know, see where they're coming from, what kind of content they're making. If they're a content creator, maybe they're not a content creator and they're just enjoying the mm-hmm. view. And then I would just wait to see if they were commenting on another video. If in that case, right, and um, leave it a like, are, maybe, maybe a heart. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Give it a little likey like, a little hearty heart. Mm-hmm. Um, because now you can publicly let people know that you've seen their comments and liked them, which is pretty great.
1: That's really for great, actually. Management. Yeah. Because <laughs> beforehand, it's... before the heart feature, the only way people would know whether or not you've seen somebody's comment is if you commented back. And then sometimes mm-hmm. that reply can get lost. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can get deleted. Sometimes you have to scroll down a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they didn't see that, then you wouldn't know, per se. And you know, there's a lot of right. fake accounts out there and stuff like that. When YouTube introduced the heart system on a comment it let people know, hey, this person saw your comment, loved your comment, and because of that, that comment's now gonna be at like the top and it's gonna stay there and everybody's Mm -hmm. gonna get to see it. So in a way it became one of the first actual tools of comment moderation, aside from, you know, if it's a bad comment, just straight up deleting it.
0: But it encouraged other
1: people to not only leave comments, uh, but to leave leave positive ones as well. You know, it cut down on a lot of the, the trash YouTube comment section when used really, correctly. Like...
0: Do you quick question? Do you like and heart every single one of your comments that is positive?
1: Uh, Not all of them, but that more has to do with the fact that I'm lazy <laughs> rather than it's okay. like, I don't want to. <laughs> so the okay. ones that don't okay. get hearted and commented are either because like I'm lazy and forgot, <laughs> hmm. or it was just kind of like a, a mean comment anyway. So,
0: gotcha okay because see i will i so i like and heart every single comment that i get mm-hmm. that's not negative or not you know completely more you know moronic mm-hmm. um because <laughs> <laughs> there Lock are some of
2: those
1: <laughs> i'll go ahead and do that do <laughs> you i give me a good maymay oh, you yeah. meme up your comment i'll, I'll heart it can be done there
0: we go right yeah well there's, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I know which moronic you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, I won't go into specifics. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> probably not a good idea. Sure. Actually, I doubt those people would be watching anyways. Uh, <laughs> but then like if... And then I also like to comment on to every video or every single comment. Although it's been getting a little bit more difficult lately because I start... To see more comments that are just like, LOL, ha-ha, funny. And say, right. like, well, what do you say to that? Usually yeah, I'll see you a reply? Little smiley face or something just to make sure there's an extra comment there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's like a question for my Q&A series, then I typically don't respond back. Because I'm, cause at, saying thanks for the comment so many times probably gets annoying. Right. I don't do that
1: with giveaway videos either because a lot of my yeah. giveaways, the way you enter is by typing in giveaway. So it felt, uh, I felt no need to respond to those because like, that would right. be annoying. It would kind of fill up people's inboxes. And I don't mm. do them with the Q&A videos most times, uh, but every other one I, I try to. Right. And I'm not going to lie, it. I used to do it all the freaking time when I was just starting out. It used to be something I prided myself in and being like, mm. I respond to every single comment. Look at me. I'm, I'm the man. And then, like, mm-hmm. as things have gotten bigger, as I've had less time, I'm not going to lie, there's a lot of comments on my channel right now that I haven't replied to um, mm-hmm. simply due to time or stuff like that. So I should have. You been got a fix, wrong. boy. Yeah, I've been in the got wrong sometimes. It. I'm not going to lie.
0: So I would argue if you have under 10,000 sc- subscribers at the least, right? Uh, you should be commenting to. Or you should be interacting with every comment you come across. Whether that means commenting back, leaving a like, leaving a heart. Um, maybe it's a negative comment and you have to get rid of it for whatever reason. Sure. I think you should interact with every single comment you get under at least 10,000 subscribers. Possibly even up to 100,000. Sure. It's manageable. It kind of depends on your channel how much.
1: Yeah, what kind comments of do you do
0: such an interesting ratio where it kind of depends on the value of the video, whether or not you're going to get any kind of comments.
1: Exactly. Uh, But if you're small at all, you really do need to be replying to almost every content uh, content. You really do need to be replying (laughs) to almost every comment. um, Because we've all heard of, you know, memes like, Oh, Senpai has noticed me or whatever, stuff like that, that you see Mm -hmm. on, dumb little anime fan boards or whatever uh but that effect i think is definitely true right if you Mm -hmm. comment on a youtuber that you really appreciate and you're like wow great video or whatever and then they reply back it's the most exciting Mm -hmm. thing in the world right oh absolutely if i left a comment on a Game grumps video and they replied to me like i'd be over the moon i'd be excited i feel like wow (laughs)
2: you
1: guys made my day this is incredible but what we don't think about is like if you're a content creator as well and you have comments sitting in there that aren't answered, you're the game grubs in that in that scenario. You're the guy. You're the guy to all these people who watch your stuff, right? If they bother right. to leave a comment on your video, then chances are they cared enough, one thing. <laughs> but right. they might have liked it enough. They might have hated it enough or maybe wanted to debate your point. If you're getting any type of effort thrown your way like that, you need to be giving some of that back. Because that's going to keep people coming back and that's going to mm. let new people who see those comments being answered and really encourage them to do the same. It just creates a positive behavior and an atmosphere as well as growth as well. So, yeah, if you're under if you're under 10,000, 100,000, 1,000, whatever, and you have the time to respond to all your comments, I really think you should. There are some cases mm. where it's like literally unmanageable. Like, yeah have yeah, yeah, 24 sure. hours in the day to do that but I Once guarantee you get you, most people in this podcast do have the time and they just don't.
0: <laughs> right. Once you get big enough, like even if it's like, I would even, if you're getting a substantial amount of comments, I would even be like, maybe you don't post seven videos a day. Maybe you post six videos a day just so you can spend that extra day using up your time for uh, community management.
1: Yeah. It's that valuable. <laughs> it's,
0: it's that important because we're talking about real human beings that are spending their real time watching your videos
2: mm-hmm.
0: and for you to not give them that time of day back through. I mean, obviously you're giving that them that time of day by making the videos. Yes. Sure. You're providing the value. You're providing the entertainment, but it's going to step further relationships. Exactly going a step further, building these relationships with these people, especially the ones that comment on your videos multiple times. Like you want to keep these people around. And if you're not showing them that you're noticing their effort, then why would they want to stick around?
1: Exactly. Very much. And I want to make this point too, that I think was kind of interesting. And this is very much a personal thing. Um, I typically don't look at analytics a lot in terms of the numbers and who's watching my stuff as far Mm. as that is concerned. And I'm not sure Mm. why. I think it has to do with my hatred for numbers and math in general, like I mentioned earlier. (laughs) But what I do to offset that is, you know, I make it an effort to try to know by name who all is watching my stuff. So, Mm. right, even though I don't look at analytics and the percentage of people who are watching my stuff, I can tell you the names of people who are watching me. And I could probably tell you a little bit about them, too. So, right. I'm taking that effort to not just equate my fans to a simple number. And I think a lot of people, especially bigger channels, like to just think of their fans as simply a number, as simply a stepping stone to a higher point, as simply fuel to your YouTube fire. Right. But you got to (laughs) remember, you got to remember they're people. They're people
0: yeah.
2: with
1: lives, with time, with all this other stuff. And if they're putting in their effort to watch your stuff and do all this sort of thing, the least you can do is provide a little bit of value back. And by building those relationships and by establishing sort of a, a positive atmosphere and an, an area of goodwill, you're doing your channel services uh, tenfold. It's, like Zach mentioned, yeah. something that is very ROI positive, even if it doesn't result in numbers going up. Because long-term, I think community management is one of the most important things you should be doing for your channel at all times. percent. Absolutely. Right. Doesn't and matter the comment section are, are a great way to start point. those relationships.
0: Hmm. I, I, I still, I, I argue that the comments are the most important analytic you can get mm-hmm. throughout Any aspect of not only just YouTube, but any social media, anywhere you're going, because like you you go to a big channel, you go look at PewDiePie's channel. He's got 50 million subscribers going on, 60 million subscribers. You go look at his likes to his latest video. It's maybe it's got a million likes. I mean, not likes. maybe it's you go look at the views for his latest video. Maybe it's got 1.5 million views, right? Uh Uh-huh. Then you look at the likes, and it's like hundred and fifty thousand. Well, that's a lot different than fifty-seven million. Sure. But then you look at the comment section—sixteen thousand comments. Right, and even an even lower number. And it's it's such an even lower number. But here's the thing: even though those comments are less, those comments are still more valuable than a like, still more valuable than a view or the watch time or the subscriber, because. It's completely. It's like complete straight consumer research. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an immediate. The consumer, the person is watching your video, is telling you exactly what they thought about something related to that video, or they're saying, telling you something related to yourself or your community or something like that. You will learn something from every single comment you make. It's you engagement. Get. It's, it's 100% straight engagement, engagement. Mm-hmm. right?
1: And I agree with you. I think comments are the most valuable thing on any social media platform, more valuable than mm-hmm. likes, more valuable than subscribers, more valuable than views, more valuable than anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because again, like you said, they're so freaking valuable and rare. They're so rare, yeah. <laughs> right? Like we mentioned earlier, rare. there were less there's typically less comments than there are likes, than there are views, than there are subscribers. And that's because comments take more effort, right? It's easy Mm. to click a button. It's easy to click subscribe, to click like, to click on a video to watch it. It's a lot harder to click on the comment box and leave a response.
0: Mm.
1: Vastly more difficult. So when you think about how much work it takes just to simply leave a comment, you know, compared to leaving a like and stuff like that, that's when you Mm. need to realize that, oh, these are important. I'm well, almost like wondering, okay. I'm almost wondering if the culture of YouTube was based more around comments rather than subscribers, like you hear yeah. all the time of being <laughs> like, I want to get more subscribers or I want to get more views, you know, famous YouTubers say that smaller YouTubers say that little kids who are attend say that. What if instead we switch the word subscriber for comments? Can you imagine how different YouTube's culture would be if we all thought that way? It would be insane. (laughs) It would be, and and I would argue better
0: for everybody. I think it would be so much better. Right. So much better. Because if it's a, if even if it's a, there's videos of like spam to where like the spam, they, you know, they make a video and they spam people to making a bunch of comments, like YouTube could easily see that video because of the fact that you're getting that much data. Right. Like, It's, and it's, it makes so much sense, right? Because when you think about, when you think about the way we use YouTube, when you think about it as a viewer, which a lot of people like to forget about, the fact that we all started as viewers on YouTube. Before um,
2: creators. (laughs)
0: Before creators. uh, When you think about how many videos a day you comment on, or better yet, how many videos do you comment in a week? I bet you can count them on your hands. Right. <laughs> For you're me, there I can't even because it's zero.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no numbers at all. I mean, I,
0: I comment, comment on very all. few videos. Right. Very few videos. And it's because I'm a very busy boy. <laughs> I use YouTube most of the time now with YouTube Red. I'm listening to videos on the go. Uh, and then if I'm watching anything casually, I'm typically – maybe I'm on my bed. Maybe I'm in mobile and I don't feel like scrolling all the way down to the page to comment something or, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the reason is. The fact is that as a viewer, we don't comment as much as we expect comments to come in. Exactly. So the, when you think about how scarce you use those comments or you put those comments out, then Matt you'll Jonas really start thinking people. about, right. Then you'll really start thinking about how rare those are and how valuable they are the more rare something is, the more valuable it is.
1: Right. I mean, that's like economic stuff right there we can get into if you really wanted to. It makes sense. It makes sense. So that's a little bit of advice, a little bit of practical feedback. You know, if you are a type of person that is so focused on the subscriber count, maybe shift that focus to comments and see how much better you become because of that. Because Mm -hmm. instead of creating videos you know, just begging people to follow you're instead now shifted to creating videos that are more interesting so that you can get comments. Right. And Mm -hmm. you're making more videos that are outside of your comfort zone because they're going to be commented on more. Right. Just simply by focusing on comments rather than subs, your mindset is already changing. And I would think for the better as well. And I mean, like if we want to put it in a pure math term, you know, engagement's a pretty important stat, you know, and a lot of that has to do with comments and, you know, that that's only going to bring yourself up if you just want to purely look at it from a numbers game if you have to,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, There's looking value at there. it from a numbers game, just briefly, uh, we talked about how important watch time is. Right. Uh, watch time is the most important thing on the, in terms of analytics go, for the YouTube platform, Um if you want, if you figure out a way to get people to comment more, uh, numbers kind of show that they're going to watch more of your videos. Mm -hmm. If they're willing to engage more, which means they're going to watch more of your videos longer. And that means that watch time is going to go up, which means, you know, everything else goes up. So
1: if you're not already be sure you are responding to every comment you get. And look, We're not asking for you to leave, like, the most intelligent of replies. You know, sometimes if you get a lull or an XD comment, you're free to just leave another (laughs) lull or an XD or a smiley face. But you know, you all know, there's going to be some comments you get that are, like, paragraphs long that are really (laughs) in-depth and really feel like, oh, gosh, this person really went all out. Try a little bit harder on those responses, right? Manage your time. Manage your energy that you put out. Let's say um you're waiting for a video to render you ain't going to be doing nothing for a while why not go ahead and check out those comments and answer them maybe you're uploading a video maybe you're not working on another project why don't you go ahead and answer comments for a while maybe you're in a job that doesn't require a lot of effort and you got your laptop out oh hey comment time you're in school with an ipad and you're supposed to be taking notes comment time
0: you're in the bathroom exactly. with your phone comment time comment time you're in the line it, at a restaurant right Comment. like there's just so much more make time like <laughs> little five minutes here and there that you have that you're not doing anything because we mm-hmm. all have those times you can still make it productive
1: mm-hmm.
0: and comments are just one of the very many things you could be doing productively on your phone
1: by the way, yeah, we but, can get into yeah, we
0: get into a whole episode of that, but start <laughs> with start with using that time for comments. And exactly. I have a feeling that you're gonna see some people more. come back and comment more, <laughs> you're and more, more, more videos. I guarantee. Exactly. You,
1: if you're not doing it now, it's gonna take so little time for you to just answer them. But by you mm-hmm. doing it more and more, the time that's spent answering comments is gonna gradually increase with it. And oh, you know yeah. that if that's happening, then you're doing a good thing there's uh as far as comments are concerned some people don't get any at all and i noticed it has a lot to do with the type of content people make and stuff like that but what Mm. would be like something something we could do as content creators to sort of make it a more comment friendly environment for your for our videos like what's something Mm. you can recommend
0: Well, uh, I I think number one is finding a way where you can get people to ask questions or answer questions. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, number one is Q&A series. If you start that up, like people are going to be you're you're actually inviting questions to be asked to you, which then also gets people to actually watch your videos there. Um, Uh And then the the other thing is something that i've seen you in, unintentionally do and we talked <laughs> about this when we first started recording this podcast but you didn't realize it at first right but you started doing a question of the day on some let's plays and uh that is one of the things that i would recommend people to get start doing and i still need to do it a little bit more too sure uh, is having a question of the day because it actively invites people to comment
1: the reason I started doing them, by the way, is just because I saw so many other YouTubers do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well,
0: these successful guys do it.
1: But I never truly thought, like, why? Yeah. Why all these popular YouTubers did that? It's so and weird. Then,
0: why are you asking about cereal in the middle of a Let's Play, about right. Mario? And then you
1: hear, you know, that oh, comments are so important, and then suddenly it all starts to make sense now. Oh, they're mm-hmm. wanting that engagement. They're wanting that response. They want an opportunity to answer back to your question. You know, they want discussion happening. You know, the reason a lot of drama channels, a lot of controversial channels and stuff like that do so well is because people leave so many freaking comments on them because, hey, Mm -hmm. you have an opinion about the news. You have an opinion about this controversy. You have an opinion about this drama and you're more likely to share them when you're passionate about it. So a lot of these, you know, drama channels and news channels and stuff like that, the reason they're able to get so much success is because they feed off of that nature of humans wanting to sort of interact and give their own thoughts. And right. in YouTube sense, it means getting more comments
0: and you they're know. inviting discussion. You're that's inviting the discussion. big thing. Right. Like you could get a bunch of LOL funny comments on a viral comedy video. Like that's cool. Right. It's gonna show up, you know, in the plus side for the analytics, but In the long term, like the more comments you get that are uh, discussion based, the more you're going to be able to interact with those comments, the more here's a funny thing. Somebody leaves a controversial negative comment on your channel. Mm -hmm. That could be in the plus side for you, because if enough people care about that topic, they're going to also comment back to that person. And I mean, you're going to get more comments. So exactly. Exactly.
1: And there's other ways to do it, too. Um, giveaways are a pretty good way to get comments. Giveaways are good. Mm. Um, polls. A lot of people do their mm. polls on social media and stuff like that. But maybe if you have a question that you want to ask your audience, make a short little minute video saying, hey, I need help or I need you guys to give me some thoughts on something. And it makes right. the community feel like they have more power and leverage, which is always a good thing. If you can make your community feel like they actually matter, that's t- that's typically a good rule of community management. Oh, Absolutely. Um, But you get more comments that way as well when you ask polls or important questions and you make your audience feel like they're involved. And for me, like they really have been involved. I can't tell you how many projects I wouldn't have done uh, or would have done, you know, going the other way had I not Mm -hmm. gotten uh, community feedback and response. You know, several Let's Plays on my channel would not exist if I didn't ask for a poll. And several games that I've thought about playing, they'll be like, no, don't play that. And I won't. You know they're super helpful uh with answering big decisions like that and like we mentioned too at the beginning of your week on youtube they're a lot of what i had to deal with with the whole twitch affiliate thing both good and bad right so For i've sure. been experiencing a lot of that firsthand
0: <laughs> yeah um and another thing it's when you're answering comments back when you're responding to comments if it's like a positive thing like man i liked your video it was really good. Um, you could answer that comment back with uh, hey, thanks for watching. What was it that you really liked about it? And then guess what? Right. You just got another comment. Oh boy. <laughs> like you just got you just got not only your other comment, because that does count towards analytics, but mm-hmm. you got a secondary comment, which is you know, from the other person, maybe like maybe not hundred percent they're going to answer back, but they might be like, "Yo, I like this p- specific thing about it." You'd be like, "Oh, that's really cool. Why was that better than this other thing?" And then here you're having a whole conversation with a dude in the comment section. Exactly.
1: And that's the thing that I wanted to get into next is all the possibilities that can come, all the opportunities and possibilities that can come uh, from responding to your comment section. There's one I can think of just right away. It's uh I don't know I don't know, oh. if, I, I don't know if you remember it really, but uh oh, some no. uh some gross bearded man I remember oh. uh did a uh, video about Mega Man or something. It was February seventeenth, no, i I don't know the exact date. <laughs> I don't either. Uh but some some bearded fellow did a uh did a video on a uh, Mega Man. It's a let's mm. play. And I thought, yeah. Hey, you know, this looks pretty cringy. I'll enjoy a watch out of this. <laughs> And then when I found out that it was actually really good, I'm like, oh, holy cow, I was wrong. And so I felt obligated (laughs) to uh, leave a comment, and I did. And who did that bearded person turn out to be, Zach? Who Mm. who was it it that I got? Zach
0: Galifianakis. No, it was me. Yeah. It was me, yeah. I literally
1: found Zach through a Mega Man Let's Play part, left a comment, and the whole relationship that we have now in terms of like YouTube and doing this podcast and being legitimate friends on Discord and stuff, all of that came from proper good community management.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that's to go to show. Like, mm-hmm.
1: it's great. It's oh,
0: great. is it's not like a one hit wonder random thing that happened. Right. Like sure. I've made multiple friends and I'm sure you have through comments. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't a one time scenario. <laughs> right. That's, that's the great thing about it. it and it's consistently been, you know, good like and that's that's what's great about it um you know aiden left a comment saying that he enjoyed my video that he was surprised at the number of subscribers or views or whatever it may have been mm-hmm. and i was you know i left him a comment back saying hey thanks man i really appreciate it and then literally what that i day, like I to think. do
1: for the day after it yeah, yeah, was yeah.
0: quick oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i try i try to stay on top of things right, right. In, in terms of comments uh especially comments like that right like because cause I got the mobile app I get notifications for everything mm-hmm. um, if it's something like a ha or a lull, maybe I'll leave it for later on that night when I have time to like respond but something like that I try to immediately get on it mm-hmm. because what's great about it was I decided to check out your channel because when I see something like that, I typically think oh, okay this person is either either watches a lot of YouTube which is typically mm-hmm. always the case cuz if you're a creator you also watch a lot of YouTube but I number wish I did. <laughs> 2 is well <laughs> fair <laughs> enough um and then number 2 is this person's also a creator on here so I like to go see like where they're coming from um and if they're a creator, like I'll check out a little bit of their stuff. Cause I figured, you know, you gave me your time of day to watch a random Mega Man video. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't I check out something of yours? And I found that you had this top 10 on some Pokemon. I was like, I'm not too big into Pokemon, but it's a top 10. So it can't be too bad. And I checked it out and I realized this guy's got a good head on his shoulders. You know, he wants to do the whole content creation thing. Let me send a message asking if he wants to do a collab. Right. Since you first commented on my video, like, I, I had immediately had a little bit more leverage For and sure. was, was able to, you know, potentially get a collab, right? Like, yeah.
1: And we I believe your we response had something to do with, like, your Skype username or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, crap, I got to open up Skype again. I haven't done that in a while.
0: What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Skype again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: This was February, guys. Okay, Discord wasn't. <laughs> well, it was there, February. but it wasn't big yet. <laughs> I
0: was not a fan of Discord. <laughs> right. Th- things changed. I didn't even back. know what it was actually in February. But here's they the thing about that: it.
1: is that my intention in leaving that comment, like I said, was simply to pay respects because I had been proven wrong in anything. My the thought that was going through my head was just like, "There, this was a good video," and I wanted to let him know that it wasn't oh, I'm going to totally comment on him and then we're going to collab and then I'm going to steal all his views and all the sort of, like I wasn't thinking that, <laughs> right? I wasn't expecting right. you to respond. I wasn't demanding that we had a relationship afterward. Once I left the comment, the ball was in your court. I let it go. And it was right. ultimately up to you whether or not you were going to hit it back or do anything or respond at all. And then when you left your response, I could have ignored that too, right? It was a back-and-forth relationship. It was back-and-forth. I hit the ball. You hit the ball. It was like tennis, We were tennising it up Mm. and uh, ultimately everything worked out to where we did collabs and then all this other stuff. And eventually this podcast as well. And all of it Mm. came from just proper and good community management. You got to think, what if Zach responded to the comment a day later? Would I have responded? Uh, You know, what if I had found a different channel that had responded first? You know, what kind of relationship would that would have been? You think if some things had been played out a little bit differently, where would you be right now? Both good and bad for the comments you've ignored and for the comments that you eventually did get, you know, like Hmm. that can change. One comment can change so much about your channel and you don't think of it that way and you don't expect it. That's the thing. You don't expect it because you don't deserve anything. But it can lead to so many great things and great places when played right at the right time. And you definitely Hmm. don't want to underestimate that value that that could bring to your channel and i know i certainly can't because look where it <laughs> look where we're at now because of it
0: exactly like it's it's hard to say here are the definite ways that you can get comments and we can say you know if you do this you might get more comments if you do this it's a possibility you can get more comments what we can say is when you do get those comments they can lead to great things and you should comment you on them regardless. Stuff <laughs> exactly comment
1: on them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of whether or not it's going to lead anywhere it doesn't even have to when it doesn't and, you know it might it not doesn't. but and it hasn't least,
0: before right like yeah. i've i've definitely seen comments from people that are like hey this was good and then went back and like checked out their channels like okay they seem to have a little bit of going on not quite 100 percent sure with them but i'll go go ahead and leave a little comment and then mention something about a collab in another video after I've seen a couple videos and Mm -hmm. they didn't go anywhere. And, you know, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. Because there's still plenty of other, you know, opportunities out there. Right, you didn't expect it. That was Exactly. This is sort of an actual
1: good version of quote-unquote sub for sub. (laughs) But instead of it being based on expectations and demands, it was simply a natural relationship that formed for one via Zach's ability of hard work and effort to even get me to see that video. And then two, right. for me to like it and to leave a response. And then three for him to respond back, you know, a lot exactly. more had to happen there, but it was a lot more honest and open and natural than let's say if I had just left a comment on that video that said suffer sub. And then, you know, we might've had a different opinion of each other and it might not have worked out.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, for number one, I wouldn't have checked out your channel sure it's <laughs> not necessarily know. actually i have this weird thing where i do check out sub for or channels just to see if they're we mentioned last episode right, right. i like to see whether or not they're being led astray and then i want to comment on your video entirely but it would have thing. been a
1: different opinion right
0: it would have been a paragraph saying hey man i like what you're doing but don't do for sub for sub because it's terrible <laughs>
1: exactly and the other but, thing yeah. i wanted to mention about that too is that hmm. uh A lot of people, when they hear the word community management, they think, oh, managing their community, you know, their own community, managing my comments, Mm. my stuff. A big part of community management is getting involved in other people's communities and getting involved in the sphere of what you're into. If you're into gaming and you're not watching other gaming YouTubers, not just famous ones, but ones that are around your size, you're kind of doing a disservice to yourself, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get collabs from them. And you don't necessarily, like, have to hit them up or whatever. But, you know, you can get a little bit of value. You can maybe compete with them. You can maybe see them as a rival. You can maybe learn some new tricks from them. And in some cases, you may be want to comment and see if that can lead to other opportunities. But the thing is, your community is one thing, but you also want to be sure that you're getting involved in other people's communities and you're being a good viewer, a good commenter, someone who actively encourages positive behavior and that can work out pretty big in other scenarios too right eventually Mm -hmm. you'll get noticed eventually it might lead somewhere and it might not but at the very least you're putting more good into the world and you're making just the overall gaming community on youtube so much better because of that and i think that Mm -hmm. has more value than any sort of collab or possible subscriber putting more good for sure the communities you like you know if i can make Mm. gaming on youtube that much better at least from a small creator standpoint then i feel like i've done my job (laughs) you know like all right Right. cool (laughs) maybe i didn't impact people with my videos but i you know helped out people uh, who were putting out good content and showed them proper respect and love and gave a motivation to continue you know
0: right and at the end of the day i think that's so much more important you know right just doing good in the world (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah like playing through a let's play it's nice and it's fun and getting a couple comments there is cool but by putting you know doing a little more good in the world that's uh something you'll never lose exactly
1: so take the time look into other people's communities it's worked out for me several times sometimes it hasn't um but it's interesting nonetheless and I've mentioned this to Zach before, but, you know, even though we had a relationship set up and we were potentially collabing and all this other stuff, I viewed him as a rival for a good period of time. In fact, I still do. Yeah. To a certain day. I'm, and,
0: you know, I'm his Naruto to his Sasuke. <laughs> and, well, we
1: didn't word we it like that. But, uh, you
0: know. yeah. but it's
1: interesting. It's interesting.
0: Mm. Zack Snyder is my uh, Nine Tails Fox. Zack Snyder Productions, is my Nine Tails Fox, and Subijian <laughs> Games is the original. You know, <laughs> but I,
1: thought you go with, I thought you were gonna go with Zack Snyder Productions as like the Shippuden and then <laughs>
0: yeah, basically, series, really cool basically, yeah. And then when it you makes make so third, much sense
1: when you make a third channel. It'll be Boruto's. Bar- 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 <laughs> it oh
0: shit! All right. <laughs> We're canceling the podcast. We already made Naruto references. <laughs> it's, it's over. It's over. Can't. Man. No more believing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually, did man. figure
1: out though from like a did you know voice acting video. Apparently, yeah. they don't do believe it at all in the Japanese series. That's like strictly an English thing.
0: Yeah, like, uh, because there's later a. On. You know why? Weird yeah. tangent, but people are going to want to know this. Maybe, yeah, probably not. Uh, the reason why is because they have like a fictional Japanese word that they use instead mm-hmm. that literally does not translate. The Japanese creator was just like, here's a weird word that Naruto can use. Right. And so if you get a really weeaboo kid, like a really weeaboo <laughs> kid that really wants to learn Japanese but doesn't want to go learn it, <laughs> actually learn it, they'll uh-huh. use this fake word and think it's Japanese. And uh, Dude, it's it's it. great, it's Sounds great. Amazing. So you said believe it instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: so, you gotta watch more. There you go.
0: <laughs> Did you know Naruto? Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Um, what is this? Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Uh what what's been really great about getting to know you, and you know being involved in your comments and and vice versa is that we both got a lot out of each other's communities as well
1: right it very much cross-pollinated
0: it did yeah and it's not exact; like, not everybody in your community is on mine not everybody in your not everybody in my community is on yours there's certain people that are in my discord that don't watch my videos at all right but it still, like, has some of the same people here and there, and it's a very great atmosphere for creators and for the viewers as well. Exactly.
1: And I'm I'm not one of those people who—I know some people are out there where they're like, oh, no, I can't have my viewers watch other YouTube channels. They should only be watching me. <sighs> but you got to think about it, right? That's such Comment a stupid
0: mindset.
1: Fans, they're people and they don't uh, always just watch your stuff. They probably are subscribed to like 50 or sometimes even a hundred other YouTubers. So you gotta be mm-hmm. open to the fact that potentially some of your viewers are gonna watch other channels and, you know, hey, if it happens to be a channel that you really respect and that you really know and you think really deserves more viewers anyway, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. You know, I'm glad Ben watches your stuff now. You know, I'm glad people like Danku occasionally show up. I'm glad, you know. Right patients open to these podcasts and likes listening to them like that's a good thing that's a good thing for right for me and oh and, definitely and it's worked the other way a thousand times before where I've gotten Jay to exactly. watch my stuff Kyle to mm-hmm. watch my stuff you know
0: it's yeah. pretty
1: much a 50-50 if not real close to 51-49 or some shit like that in terms exactly.
0: Of oh absolutely and it's, it's, a great, it's a great feeling to have when you kind of have like two communities kind of go go together and have you get a lot of interesting dynamics that you sure. never would have gotten. Right. If you, hadn't, and, it, you know, and it's a healthy environment a for
1: both. That's the cool thing about it, is that right. I, know, I know by my fans going to your Discord and your streams that it, they're going to be treated well, right?
0: <laughs> and vice versa, yeah.
1: It's not like... I'm the I'm a father, and my and my girlfriend is seeing this bad boy over here, and she's he's not treating her with respect or anything like that. Like, you know, you're the good kid, right? You're the you're the nerd in math class who asked I'm my good daughter wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can yes. trust her. I can trust her with this nerd. He ain't gonna get anything.
0: <laughs> he ain't gonna get yeah. no food. <laughs> Exactly. I'm not safe except, except he always gets the poon. Oh no. Aiden just don't know it. Oh no. What have you done? You keep it, it like quiet it. though. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> keep it quiet though. What have you done? Um <laughs> I had somewhere I was gonna go and then you, you mentioned Poon and you know just Ooh. automatic distractions, you know. Sure. Mal, this male brain here. It's uh Both comedians um, pretty
1: well is what I was saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um Shit, I had I had I had a point. I had a point.
1: You can think it think it
0: but it's 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 lost, it's well, lost. i'll come back to it i'll come back to it eventually All
1: right. but
0: absolutely i mean the fact that both communities have been so so prevalent and working towards you're working towards a greater good if you will i sure. think it's really cool because one of these days we're going to do some kind of big event and it's going to be like a charity live stream or um something similar to to bring you know good into the world and i know that i can go over to aiden's discord and be like hey we're trying to do this big thing would you guys be willing to to help out and nine out of ten people right nine out of ten people are going to come by and that's pretty awesome that's
1: a really good thing
0: (laughs) it is i think
1: the, the cool thing too is that uh both me and zach have done sort of a good enough job in community management that when the two communities did kind of come together mm. amazingly they all kind of treated each other with respect pretty well so i feel like i've done a good job with my community to the point where they're not going to shit on everybody from yours
0: <laughs> right? right yeah yeah same yeah like, it's, it's cool
1: that, uh you know i got a nice little group of people who don't mind <laughs> hanging out in other discords occasionally and being good people back because i would feel you know, like my community is a reflection of me, right?
0: So, right. You
1: know, if Eggs, yeah. If my community is assholes for other people, that's going to come back to me eventually. And uh, I'm not going to feel good. Definitely. <laughs> so, so I'm glad that the two have, have been nice to each other and vice versa.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, it's going to show as we continue to grow and we continue to become a part of other people's communities. Cause it's going to inevitably happen. Mm-hmm. Um, more communities will become, begin to merge. And that's, typically what ends up happening with just about anything. Exactly. I was going to say oh, you, you were talking it? about I thought of it. I thought it. Ooh, I came back to me. So, it was a couple minutes ago you mentioned how like you're not one of those people that thinks that, you know, people that watch your channel doesn't watch anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to say like having that kind of mindset is not good to have at all because if you're, if you're worried about people competing with you on YouTube in terms of views, <laughs> like, boy, you oh. know how many other things people could be spending their time doing? Right. <laughs> like, they don't just have to compete. You don't just have, if you think about it as a competition against other YouTubers, you're not only competing against other YouTubers, but you're competing to television shows, movies, books, video games. Like other literally. Media. <laughs> yeah other social media literally anything you can spend your time on it's a time game right that's what it is in the end of the day so if you're thinking about competing you're competing with time and you don't lost that battle son. yeah
1: <laughs> you're already too far and too late into the game where it's just like yeah yeah you're not gonna just own every person who watches your channel own all their time right Mm-mm. and i mean that's okay right so that's long, absolu- yeah
0: for sure so-
1: so long as you have a couple of people that will come back to watch your stuff, maybe not immediately when it's out, but like the day of or whatever, maybe a couple of days, that's just as good. And that's just enough to where you can, you know, grow and get results out of it. You know, people think, right. oh, if I had everybody watch watch all my stuff and only my stuff, I'd be huge by now. And maybe, maybe that would be the case, but it's really unrealistic. <laughs> and like oh, you yeah. mentioned, um, those people just aren't out there. And... Uh, you know, it might be a good thing that that is the case because, what, 7 billion people and if they pick one thing to do and never do anything else, then it would be hard to even gain an audience, right? Because everybody would yeah. be taken up with the one thing that they're doing. So, like, your mm-hmm. channel probably wouldn't even exist if that was the case. So, think about that, too. Like, nobody would be on your channel at all if they had just stuck to one thing a viewing platform, one hobby, one whatever, one channel, you're you're lucky to be where you're at. And the same thing, you have to be willing to accept that your fans and your viewers are going to watch other things and are going to enjoy other things, and that's healthy and okay.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: And it could potentially be a good thing, depending on where they're looking.
0: <laughs> that's true. Sure. That's true. And uh, as we can see, like... Since it wasn't a competition, we definitely got a lot of benefits from getting those communities together. So
1: Oh, it's a competition for me, but it's a it's a healthy one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair.
1: And it's one that I don't Fair. have to win either. Is the right. Point.
0: You're you're winning it right now.
1: Right i'm winning, winning it right, it right now. now in terms mm, get of like the, sub counts got like
0: four four more subs and uh a twitch affiliate so i just got to catch up with that and yeah I'll but be you're good. winning
1: way more in the view game and probably the content game because you've been around long mm, long.
0: <laughs> fair <laughs> and i think
1: and i think if we were to compare my first couple of months with zach snyder production's first couple of months i think that'd be some interesting results too
0: oh it would be some interesting <laughs> analytics to look at for sure
1: that would probably move in your favor but i'm not sure anyway yeah i don't know a lot of positive oh, yeah. stuff, I think. Definitely. Do we want to get into the negative side of the dirty comment section?
0: <laughs> the negative? Why are you to be such a negative Nancy?
1: Look, it's what the comments are known for. When people talk about it the is. section, it's typically not a good thing. <laughs> mm. So we need We'll to see what
0: I, was, what I was doing was being negative about talking about
1: negative about stuff. Negative <laughs> that's Ooh. Deep. That's deep, dude.
0: Yeah, that's, that's deep. deep. Uh, so... Negative comments,
1: right? They happen sometimes.
0: It's the worst thing as a YouTuber. You just get negative comments all day, and they don't bother me that much. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I kind of like them. <laughs> but then again, if we're being not,
1: honest, we're not like Markiplier or whatever who has to deal with like probably a hundred thousand shitty comments a day or some shit. True.
0: Like that.
1: By perspective, True. we have to deal with the one asshole as compared to. <laughs> the thousands of
0: assholes. that's true i also love this very really well-rounded mindset where negative comments in general were a part of my childhood and <laughs> right. i ignored them you're lying and once i Asian started the
1: section
0: <laughs> it was it was you see see when you're in elementary school and you're a nerd right. and uh a little bit overweight and you mm-hmm. wear glasses right um and you, know, you just you just get picked on for some reason. I hadn't figured out why, but it
1: seems, seems to be a commonality.
0: Seems to be a seems, seems to be something that just kinda happens in life, so mm. you know. I uh I that learned deal with,
1: the, with the real life comment section every yeah.
0: Year. Mm-hmm. So comment <laughs> negative comments are nothing. <laughs> and I kind of enjoy them because of what you can do with negative comments.
1: Right. So, like, as far as, you know, negative comments, they're a thing that happens, you know. Mm. We can try our best to sort of, you know, make our comment sections and our channels the most positive environments in the world. And even then, sometimes we're still going to get shit, (laughs) right? It's going to happen. The question becomes for a lot of people, for YouTubers just starting out, for YouTubers who are getting big, for all this sort of stuff, how do I deal with that negativity? And how do I uh, turn it into a good thing? Right. So that's what we're going to get into now is ways to sort of offset all these negative comments. And probably the easiest way is kind of what we've already mentioned. Just ignore them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. right. Don't let them get to you. <laughs> Pretty simple, right?
0: <laughs> they, they, they literally have no effect on your life. At all. And that's what's uh, very interesting about negativity in general is that if you don't let it have an effect on your life, it won't let it. Ha- it, it won't be at all. come an effect <laughs> on your life.
1: Weird things happen when you stop caring about what other people think about you.
0: <laughs> That's oh yeah, in general, <laughs> you start you start automatically winning at things, and you're like, "Wait, what happened? Wait, mm-hmm. hold on. I'm actually I'm I'm happy because I chose to be happy. What?
1: What is, this is crazy? This? Crazy, I know. One of the best yeah. life moments I think I've ever had, really." is just Mm. and I've told this story before on the couch productions and maybe even to you a couple times um Mm. in middle school probably fourth or fifth grade roughly I'm not sure which I mean it was happening around the same time boy took school like ultra seriously right
0: I feel that (laughs) that
1: school was my life school was the only Mm -hmm. way I was going to succeed if I failed at school I might as well have been dead right like (laughs) you know there's no point in living anymore if you're bad at school like who do I think I am right so as a mm. kid elementary school uh, or I'm elementary school middle school elementary school all mm. sort of stuff took school very seriously point being um uh, but the problem with that is that anytime mm. I would fail or do bad I would let it get to me really mm. poorly <laughs> I would let it get right. to me so bad um that I would be nervous I would be anxious I didn't want to go to classes uh, because I'd be so worried about how a teacher would react if I didn't finish homework or didn't finish a paper and would sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, have emotional breakdowns both at home and sometimes at school. Right. It'd be weird. I'd be sitting in class one day and then they'd be like, Oh, come and turn your homework. And then I didn't have time to the night before. And I'd freaking cry and flip out. Right. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of, lot of emotions and a lot of stuff. Uh, especially for, you know, 4th or 5th grade. You're like, what? 10 or 11 or something? Yeah. So you're fairly young and you're having to deal with a lot of this shit. What made me turn it around? And this is a weird story. Uh, a kid named Jason or whatever. Um, okay. was in my class, and I noticed a whole lot of the time um that he did not care about school at all. <laughs> and at the start of the year, I thought, "Man, what a what a loser this guy is going to get nowhere in life right like he should really pay attention more in class and you know he would do better and all that sort of stuff like I am right and then so one day I get hit with a pretty bad emotional breakdown or whatever and all that sort of stuff and I'm in the halls and I'm just checking things out and I see Jason who had just kind of gone through you know he had sort of failed the same test I did right he had been in the exact same predicament I have and rather than letting it get to him, he did the weird thing where it was just like, oh, okay, and moved on. <laughs> and it yeah. hit me. It hit me right there <laughs> like a truck. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't have to let this affect me, and I don't have to take things so seriously. And oh my god, it was like I was given a second chance at life again When the, the immediate second I realized that. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. all these things that I thought were so important and I thought that mattered so much suddenly didn't mean anything at all if i wasn't happy you know suddenly i could just simply ignore things and simply just live a happier and better life and here's the thing like i didn't drop out of school you know (laughs) i didn't quit right you know we got become
0: jason (laughs) right true
1: and he finished school too uh long story short um but the thing was if any time like I did bad on a test or I didn't get any homework done or whatever. I didn't let it affect me as much as I did when I was in fourth or fifth grade. And because of that, I've had such a better time, not only in school, but just life in general and dealing with bullies and dealing with negativity and dealing with expectations and dealing with my parents and all sorts of stuff. It was a real life changing moment. And then from like there on out, from fourth or fifth grade on out, I'd figured like, oh my gosh i'm like a genius i've just discovered this right and then we go around sharing it with other people <laughs> you know Yeah. because i thought oh my gosh i'm so happy i wonder how it would, it would affect someone else <laughs> and it's the same thing with comments kind of mm-hmm. bringing it back around here if you don't let yeah. it affect you then you can live your life happily and continue to do what you love and in this case make more youtube videos right
0: exactly it's sure yeah, it, it's all about, <laughs> to put it bluntly, it's all about not giving a fuck. It really right. is. At the stuff the
1: that doesn't matter. On the most
0: basic level. <laughs> right, right, right. So obviously, give a fuck about the things that you love. Give a, you know, care about the things that are important in your life. But when it doesn't matter, when it truly is things that don't matter, and you learn not to care about it, you're just going to live a better life. And that includes the comment sections. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I kind of want to give a, give a little brief story myself. I'll try to make it short, but, uh, <laughs>
2: you don't cause it got me, it got me,
0: it got me thinking. Sure. Um, uh, so I started school when I was four years old in preschool. Oh geez. That was like, and that was the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Started f- four years old. Very, very bright child. Learned how to read before I got to 4k, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I was a nerd. <laughs> um, I, I was reading to my 4K class, man. Like, that's how... So, because, you know, I automatically, here I am starting out different than the rest of the children, for the most part. Um, I had my first bully when I was four years old.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah.
0: Kid was named Lee. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So, what, what became interesting with Lee is that I let it get to me a little bit uh i would you know i talked to my dad about it and he was like just ignore it you know just ignore him you know he's he just doesn't understand he's just jealous because you're smart that's what my dad would say which (laughs) is probably what it was i don't know because at this point i i wasn't yet the obese middle school kid that i would learn to be Mm -hmm. i did have glasses though um but one day i decided i'm gonna Take matters in my own hands. Oh boy! So Lee says something, does something, whatever it is. <laughs> Your boy picks up a pair of scissors. Doesn't oh get as bad God. as you think it was. Oh no, it's God. not as bad as you think it is. You cut Your this boy band? picks up. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Boy picks up a pair of scissors and cuts his shirt. Oh. Okay. I cut. I cut his shirt, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes straight to the teacher. Right. So and. <laughs> Stitches, of course. Yeah, you know, he should have gotten some stitches, but nah. um, <laughs> you have Got him
1: with these scissors have giving him some stitches.
0: <laughs> goes straight to the teacher. Right. I get in a little bit of trouble. He gets in a little bit of trouble because he had instigated it. Right. Um but more importantly, it was like when I went home and I was like my parents were talking to me. They had me a little scared because I thought I was in super like I thought I was gonna be in big trouble. Right, right. right. And um <laughs> I go oh, no, I done did this. It was not worth it. Um, but in the in the end of the day, it wasn't you know it wasn't that big of a deal. It was a lesson that I learned not to retaliate like that. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, but but it wasn't like this was still four year old me. So I still didn't I still cared about what bullies were saying to me. Right. Uh. But what, kid, of course. What was what was interesting about about this kid Lee is that he followed me to my elementary school. Ooh. So, he's in my 5K class. He's in my first grade class. He shows up again multiple times throughout the next four years of my entire elementary school life. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he picked on me every once in a while along with other people. It still got to me a little bit. It wasn't wasn't one of those things where I went home crying every day, but it was like one of those things where it kind of, you know, affected it me. It affected that. my... Right. It was one of those things that affected my confidence and who I was as a person
2: because
0: mm-hmm. I let it get to me. And uh, he followed me in middle school. <laughs> I was like, this is wonderful. you not a uh, another schoolie. Come on. because Exactly. Any
1: other school. Just any
0: not, other school. Just not this one. But it was around the end of my sixth grade I had um went through some things was just like figuring more shit out and i don't remember the exact day but i i started caring less about what kids said to me what people said to me right. what my grades said to me etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. and i remember like i remember the moment that this kid came up to me in middle school and went to pick on me and I didn't let it affect me at all. I just kind of laughed about it. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I think, you know, a little bit of self detrimental humor here and there. <laughs> or yeah, you're, you're cool, man. Yeah, whatever. And then something crazy happened. Uh, a couple years later, he goes to my high school. Right. Cause you know, he's got to follow me around for some reason. And he's, you know, trying to come like, and say hey to me every once in a while he's like asking me how i've been and because we didn't see each other quite frequently because we were in different classes uh tried
1: to ignore
0: him <laughs> you know well you know part of it was that but then the other part of it was we just kind of had different paths he wasn't the best kid he wasn't the brightest kid uh obviously <laughs> most bullies aren't um Ooh. I was in the honors classes he wasn't, so I didn't really see him that often by the time I got into like halfway through middle school. but it was every other time I ever had an encounter with him at school, uh, at my job, even senior year of high school, even okay. after I've graduated, I think I've seen the kid like at least once
2: mm-hmm.
0: guy to have. It, it's it's been nothing but positivity. and it, it's it's interesting, it's really weird because it just goes to show like people start respecting you more when you just don't give a fuck about what their opinion says to you.
1: And I've heard similar stories from a lot of other people only mm -hmm. sometimes they involve like them punching the bully and then they just back (laughs) off. yeah but i'm a lot more confrontational in general so i never would have been put in a scenario like that so my kind of we, out
0: we was may or here. may not have gotten into a fight in sixth grade as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that may or may Which not scissors? have happened <laughs> not scissors this time Nah. Fist. um well little, a little fist here and there uh small little altercation may or may not have happened as well <laughs> uh hypothetically speaking here mm-hmm. but then it was it was also like multiple bullies and it just took me a while to finally understand hey my dad was right just ignore him mm-hmm. <laughs> violence is it's not, not the answer it, never is. it. most of the time right most
1: of the time. <laughs> sometimes when it's absolutely necessary and a bear's trying to like kill you you kind of have to you know give him a little kick get a little no bear yeah no i don't want to die exactly
0: <laughs> no bear <laughs> not today but sometimes
1: um, sometimes it's not necessary two things from your story agreed. number one hmm. I think yes. all the best comedians must have gotten bullied sometime in their livelihood because I noticed people <laughs> that deal with a lot of bullying end up being a lot funnier for some reason. <laughs> and it's partially because what you mentioned, you get a lot of that self-deprecation humor that was, Oh yeah, absolutely. That affected you. And then you kind of use them in joke material <laughs> in your later years. Oh yeah. So it's funny oh, what yeah. used to affect you like is now sort of used as a positive, which is really cool. <laughs> then, number two I think a whole lot of the whole bullying problem has a lot to do with the parents you have, right? Mm. I guarantee you, whoever the parents of that bully is, you know, he probably wasn't treated well at home. You know? I probably, mean,
0: yeah. No, I mean it was that's that's true. Yeah. Probably
1: was put in a scenario where like, you know, he kinda had to retaliate and he kinda had to sort of, you know, feel good because yeah. at home he just wasn't. And then on the that's opposite true. side you and me were lucky enough to have pretty good parents that were willing to talk with us and were willing to, even when altercations happened, even when times got bad, that they were willing to Mm -hmm. work with us and sort of be like, okay, look, (laughs) right. School's important and all this sort of stuff, but you can't let it affect you to this point. And without having those conversations, I don't think I would be the same person I am today. So I feel like a lot of that has to do with your parents and and what kind of environment you grow up in. And it kind of what right. determines if you're going to be the bully or the person that has to deal with it, you know? So that's true. I feel like if I ever do become a father figure in some form or fashion, I really want to make sure I get that part down.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: I don't want my child to live a miserable life and I certainly don't want him being the bully at all either. So <laughs> I gotta do my part.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: But those were my two points as far as your story was. It was very, it was very cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that leads right into how you deal with the comments. You either ignore <laughs> <Right>. them or <laughs> or uh what what other ways could you handle handle negative comments?
1: Sure. Uh, deleting them. You knew that.
0: Deleting them is possible, yeah.
1: <laughs> if you really want to. <laughs> if, it's,
0: if it's bad enough. Well, there's also a couple of negative comments you can get, right? There's the you're ugly and fat comment. Love right. those which means Um, typically (laughs) typically with more with more words that are not suitable for children's ears not that Mm -hmm. this podcast is suitable for children's ears but uh and then there's the other the other type of comment that's kind of like seems kind of negative but it's actually um constructive criticism in disguise or straight constructive criticism right Um,
1: constructive criticism you do need to be able to not only be able to pick that out but also like thank the person for leaving that criticism in the first place (laughs) right right and that can be hard because you can view it as a personal attack you can view it as oh this guy's coming after me no if he leaves Mm -hmm. constructive criticism he's trying to help your channel and you really do again it takes a lot of effort to leave a comment it takes a whole lot more effort to even bother to like help you get better you know Right, but obviously it depends how it's worded. If there's a bunch of insults thrown in, then it really isn't constructive criticism, right? Like you got to be able to distinguish the two.
0: I like to take those kind of comments, show them to somebody, and I like I haven't really had to deal with this because I feel like I can handle negative stuff pretty strongly. Mm -hmm. But if I did have a question or a uh, comment that I didn't think was um, complete constructive criticism or not, I would share it with somebody else be like hey what do you think about this comment maybe there's something hidden in there i like to try to find at least something positive and everything negative and maybe there is something like this guy just really did not like my editing style and so maybe i should uh you know maybe i should figure figure something out because maybe that would have made that a positive comment instead of a negative comment you never you never really know and things, things like your
1: voice sucks or whatever like you can't improve based upon that right
0: you can't you can't change that but things like your audio sucks hmm that's something you hmm. can
1: do that's something you can improve upon that's something that that's something out. you can change right right and so that's how you can easily distinguish constructive criticism and again those comments super helpful super rare give the time and acknowledge right. them and you know if Absolutely. You can keep those people around for when you make your better video And uh, they'll feel pretty good that you took their suggestion as well. So not only do you win, but Mm -hmm. they win too, which is great. Absolutely. You turn it into a positive. And then uh, one that you had mentioned in the previous recording is just turning them into memes.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. I love it. I love it. It happens to me more often on streams. If I get like raided by some random people, uh, there's a couple of moments where I just got like some of the stupidest uh, s- people coming into my streams just like trying to cause mayhem wanting a man to cry on camera and I'm just like yo that's funny dude was literally like your mom works at 7-Eleven and just ironically very ironically I'm like yo you, you've you seen my mom at 7-Eleven yeah she works there <laughs> Cause, cause, my cause mother does, does indeed work there. Yeah, I'm for this, like
1: for this particular day, she definitely
0: did. This particular day, she she does. Yeah. Um, right. like, do you do you know her? Guys, like, no. I'm like, oh, well, i was checking because I figured maybe you went by the store or something. Sure. Yeah, you never know. Maybe you anything. go to my college. I don't know. Exactly. Um, yeah, you turn or, into a funny moment. Yeah, or like. Somebody comes in, you're gay. Oh, well, um, would you like to be my <laughs> my lover? I don't know, it's just like <laughs> stupid shit, dude. Right. you just like you just gotta make it funny and then and then sometimes those people that just came in to troll you to have a good time themselves, make themselves feel good and yeah. powerful, they might actually end up following you because they, they realize, oh, this guy's kinda funny.
1: And again, you're bringing more good into the world too.
0: <laughs> yeah. One less exactly. asshole is
1: better for everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One less asshole <laughs> Absolutely. Right.
1: If a 7 if a seven eleven joke <laughs> makes the money better, then I think it's worthwhile.
0: Agreed. Which
1: is great. But yeah, those are just some mm-hmm. of the ways you can deal with negative comments. I know, uh, you know, negative comments kind of come with the turf, and obviously it's a lot harder if you're a lot bigger, but I figured the community mm-hmm. management episode would be the best place to bring that up, just simply because, like... You know, they're technically your community. Mm. <laughs> they may not, yeah. they may not appreciate you at all, but uh, they're they're part of it. So <laughs> you do definitely have yeah. to manage it. In one shot yeah. or
0: another. Speaking of uh, negative comments, because you're thinking, well, those people that are negative towards me are part of my community. So what if they go on a subreddit? What if they make a subreddit
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for your channel? And it's all negative stuff, and then you have a group of negative people talking about your channel on Reddit or some fan forums or something. What do you do about that? Because that can be that can be kind of tough.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between the bully who will just leave a mean comment and the hardcore bully who's out to like ruin your life.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So shit like that get a, people a little, on their
0: side. <laughs> a
1: little bit more difficult. The best you can do, I think, in that scenario is just to simply take the high road, right?
0: Hmm.
1: Is to, uh, well, obviously, you know, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your uploads and it's going to affect how people respond to your comments. Um, But what you don't do is you don't give them attention. You don't make yourself look Hmm. like an ass. So you're extra careful about what you upload, right? If you made Mm -hmm. a mistake, you don't do it anymore, and you just consistently get better and you continue to treat people with respect and pretend like it's not going on until then, right? If it's mm-hmm. something personal, you probably don't have any reason to address it. Don't. If it's something that like needs to bring, be brought up, then be sure you're doing it in not a hateful way and not a way that's going to add more fuel to the fire and ammunition. If you're going to have to address it, be sure that it's going to be uh, very well thought out and that it's going to you know, put out the fire. Right,
0: right. Adding anything,
1: you're not making things worse. You're simply uh, stating your position, why you did the thing you did, what's planned for the future, and to thank people for you know sticking by you and all that sort of stuff, things like that. Definitely, because do that wrong, and you've made your life a living hell. (laughs) There's so many channels out there, yeah, who do the response video so poorly and shoot themselves in the foot that they make their situation nine times worse than it needed to be because uh, think, oh i'm gonna be a smart ass about this or oh i'm gonna call shots at everybody you know when you're ending a fire like that the goal is not revenge <laughs> don't right. go into that mindset the, the goal is to get back every get everybody back on a level playing field and to you know put more love and positivity in the world you know you're not trying to stoke the hate fire just a little bit more you know <laughs> I mean, if you're a drama right. channel, maybe that is your job. But aside from but that. But
0: don't be a drama channel. And, you know. <laughs>
1: there you go. Problem solved. <laughs> don't yeah. be a drama channel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if there's anything you didn't take from this video, we want you to take this. Mm-hmm. Don't be a drama channel. Exactly. Um, Problem solved. I mean, at the end of the day, the people that are losers, the pe- and by losers, I mean the people that are hating on you because you're you. Mm -hmm. right like they're gonna lose in the end of the day they're not gonna that forum's not gonna be around forever that thread's not gonna be around forever uh you'll still be around forever as long as you take the high road Mm -hmm. and uh there's (laughs) exactly and guess what there's there's ways to circumvent that so that stuff like that doesn't happen right in the long run especially on major outlets major social media websites major forums uh major community outlets there are ways to kind of make sure that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. and uh i think number one is make your own shit make your own discord make your own reddit subreddit even if it's early even if it's like three years before anybody uses it you make sure it's the official subreddit of Zack Snyder Productions, which I need to do this probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, then you know that nobody else is running it. And if you need to take care of something, you need to take action, you can.
1: Exactly. And that's a, that's a good ki- good tip that I think we'll get into. is just like mm. being sure that there are multiple places for your community to meet up, not just the comment section. And I definitely... Right. I definitely want to take it outside the comment section, uh, but real mm. quick, I wanted to mention there are a couple of YouTubers I know who put out great content, put a lot of editing into their stuff, do everything right, but mm. just happen to have like kind of an annoying gamery kind of cartoony high pitched voice. And mm. it's not intentional. It's not like they're doing right? an act. That's legitimately how they sound, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And then, as a result, they'll get so much shit over something they have absolutely no control over, right? Yeah. These people will show up Mm -hmm. on things like Did You Know Gaming or show up on things on Collabs. And regardless of what the video's content is, what the topic is, whatever, all the comments will be filled like, ew, don't have this guy back, his voice is awful. Or, dude, can you please not talk like that? Like, there isn't a choice there. You know, if you're one of these people Mm -hmm. who are – Well, first, thank you for watching the podcast. But if you're one of these people that are are simply throwing out negativity and doing that just to get a rise out of people, or if you think you're doing the right thing, uh, you're not doing the right thing. That's not constructive criticism. That's not helping anybody. Agreed. People are simply living their lives, want to make videos, and obviously have a passion for it if they're continuing to do it so long. Don't make their Mm -hmm. life worse by trying to comment on things like their voice or their looks or or past experiences. One hundred percent. You know, because mm. here's the thing. We've all made mistakes. And at one time or another, we've all been shitty people. <laughs> you know?
2: hmm Whether oh, you were absolutely. a kid,
1: <laughs> whether you were adult in high school, in college, we make mistakes constantly, on an everyday basis. <sighs> and of course on the yeah. internet that shit is gonna get blown out of proportion and they're gonna be used against you. But number one, if you're somebody dealing with that, try not to let that affect you and Number two, if you're a commenter, don't push negative shit like that that they can't control. And it'll just make everyone's right. viewing experience just a lot better in general, I think. Anytime I see, you know, people giving shit to people like that because of their voice or anything like that, I try to leave a positive comment or I try to support them somehow either via Twitter or via YouTube because I really do feel for people like that, you know? Right. I'm like, how bad would my you... YouTube experience be if, like, let's say I just had a big old thing <laughs> that I couldn't get rid of? like right that would suck Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) people would call me that
1: you know Mm -hmm. so i i think how lucky i am and just want to do a better job in general
0: well i mean it just comes down to the fact that we all have we all have strengths we all have weaknesses Mm -hmm. and some of those are based through skills and the lack thereof and then some of those are based on things that none of us can change Mm -hmm. you know it's if I complained every single day of the week that I'm not a hot 22-year-old female <laughs> and that that's the reason my success is not happening, then right. there's only so much money in surgeries that can potentially get that. Oh, hell
1: yeah. And
0: I ain't willing to do that. Yeah, I like where
1: this is going. <laughs> In the possibilities. Are, are you? I need to bully Zach more yeah. so we can get some. <laughs> become a
0: woman.
1: It'd be very and Zach
0: Snyder Productions just needs an attractive 22 year old female. Mm. I'm turning 22 in January. What else Whoa. can I do? No. Oh, we very oh boy. Um. My <laughs> point is, you know, strengths and weaknesses we all have them. right And so if you're that mean commenter, like. I'm willing to bet you got a lot of weaknesses, too, that you can't change. Probably the biggest one being
1: that you're insecure.
0: (laughs) And you're a dick, yeah. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And then on the other side of those comments, if you're getting these comments all the time, look at your strengths and play the fuck out of them. (laughs) If your voice isn't the best, maybe you should try something a little bit different. Change it up a little bit. Right. You know, figure figure some figure some ways out. You're smart enough if you've gotten that far, and with those mean comments, you can figure some other stuff out.
1: And indeed, indeed, there's always a workaround. Yeah. It's never the end. Keep doing your passion, exactly. Keep doing what you love, and good things will always find their way in. I think.
0: Exactly, agreed. I think so too. I think I think goodness is just so inherently the number one thing that's gonna. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm one of those you people know. who don't think, like, we're all born evil or sh- shit like that, you know?
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. At my
1: most pessimistic, I think we're all born with a neutral state, and that depending on mm. your environment and who you live with and all that, it can determine how you act and behave. But I definitely mm. don't believe, like, oh, everybody's just evil <laughs> or some shit. Like, there's good, there's good. No. There. There's good. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah.
0: Right. If everybody was just evil, we'd all still be evil, because it'd be very hard to learn from evil.
1: Exactly. I think so. Uh. But, yeah, that's all I had to say about negative comments. I think what I want to get into now is just, you know, you kind of have a community in the comments section, right? You're building up a mm-hmm. couple of fans here. Uh, when do I take the step to get myself a place where my community can hang out? And mm-hmm. how do I do that? Like, what places do I go to? What websites? What little programs? Like, I don't just want my community to be in the comments section. What do I do?
0: <laughs> right. Well, for starters, start yesterday. Right. Do it
1: <laughs> Do it two days before. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering yeah. the win on this, it's right now. Yeah, It's last week. That's the win. It's
0: last week, exactly.
1: You need to be making sure you already have places for your community to hang out from day one. Because mm-hmm. the earlier you set them up, the better opportunity they have to grow. And they can be a lot bigger than what they would have been if you had decided to wait out and be like, Oh, yeah, I don't like Skype or, oh, yeah, I'm not a fan of Discord or, oh, Reddit sucks. I'm totally not doing that. You know, like mm-hmm. if you had been like, oh, hey, this would be a cool place for them to hang out. And I guarantee you, your community would probably be a lot bigger.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Sure. And uh,
0: let's <laughs> let's say you decide to, I don't know, make a new channel. Right. If you didn't have anywhere, anybody you could talk to and be like, hey, I'm going to be posting content to this channel now. Uh, except through like one update video that maybe some of your viewers will see, mm-hmm. chances are not as many of them are going to go to this channel.
1: Exactly. So you need other avenues other than your comment section to communicate with fans is what we're saying here.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Because it limits the type of conversations that you can have and it limits a lot of the moves you can pull. And then on the mm-hmm. fan side of things, it just gets a lot better for them in general. So. Right. I think to start out, one thing that that everybody should be doing is just being sure you have other social medias in which you can interact with fans on. So Mm. Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Mm. an email list. If you want to go old school. And I think that's a way Yeah. YouTube shuts down. You still have people to talk to.
0: I think an email list is still valuable uh, in in different ways. Website is still valuable and I'm still trying to get those things set up.
1: Sure. We all are. But yeah. <laughs> Snapchat
0: or Instagram. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, having these different avenues of which people can find you on is so important because mm-hmm. you're not going to be on YouTube 24/7. You're not going to be spending all your time there, and uh, if you are, then that's great. But don't be putting our your viewers hair. are not spending all of it there. Don't be putting exactly <laughs> number one, one. That's yeah. <laughs> remember how we were talking about twitch so heavily it's because twitch has some very high benefits that you could end up getting more viewers from and then they'll you know it, it just it's
1: another place for your viewers to hang out too if they like so that exactly a possibility but uh yeah. you want to talk about the big poppy
0: who <laughs> so best tool
1: I'll, for community management
0: I'll, I'll preface this with like a short story okay go ahead. uh Because I think it's kind of funny because I was a naysayer (laughs) Um, about beginning of the year, sometime 2017. uh, I was a strictly Skype user. Mm -hmm. I use Skype pretty much every day. I used it to talk to Damien. I used it to talk to Jay and a couple of other people in the Discord. I used it to do podcasts. I did it. Or... The Discord. Uh, you wonder where this is going. Mm, um, in the
1: Skype chat, you mean.
0: In the Skype chat, I <laughs> I used it to do podcasts, to do collabs. It was where I got to know a great deal of my YouTube friends back in the day. Uh, most of them I don't talk to anymore because they, various reasons, uh, most of them just quit doing YouTube. I mean, that's, and they so don't stay online as much as they do, it, they used to, but um and then somebody was like you should go to discord and do do a discord <laughs> and i was like uh i actually heard about it before you
1: oh yeah. yeah i heard about
0: it briefly before you and uh in fact it was in a podcast chat with a group of like 20 people
1: mm-hmm. i remember those uh, 20 people too bitching about discord We're,
0: yep yeah, yep yeah, they were they were bitching about discord and I had to, like, remove a couple people from the chat because it got so antagonistic and so attacking towards people. Right, right, right. (laughs) They're like, you're stupid if you don't use Discord for blah. I was like, man, this is really selling me on this idea.
1: Um, Right, I feel like that's why you were so pessimistic towards Discord in the first place was this experience. Yeah. This
0: experience, yeah. Well, if all the people and on Discord are s- like
1: that, I don't need to be on it now, do I?
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And but at this point, you. Discord had only been like Discord was still like less than a year old, or something like that, right. or maybe they were just a year old. Or I don't, I don't know exactly. And the marketing but,
1: made it feel like it was just like a gaming only thing, anyway. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like, oh, this isn't like for business or Skype or anything like that. Like, no, right. Skype Skype's still the future. It's my, it's my community hub. I'll keep it here.
0: Mm. Skype is still very important. I still think Skype is important for certain things, mm-hmm. uh, business things specifically. Correct. So, if you're looking into YouTube as a atmosphere to grow your business, I still think you should have Skype for certain things, because not everybody is using Discord yet. <laughs> yet, <laughs>
1: they're all like Zach, but out there. <laughs> they're, they're unwilling.
0: <laughs> but I finally had, like, a group of people that I started to trust more that was like, yeah, you should get on Discord. Uh, Aiden was one of them. Jay was one of them. And then my best friend Damien got on there because of another YouTuber that he watched. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I use it for the text channels, and here's why it's good. And long and behold, now I'm really glad that I have it. Exactly.
1: We would be in such a different place right now if either me or Zach had not used Discord when we did.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: We'd be in total, two totally different places.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's almost, especially if you're in the gaming atmosphere of things, like you should have a Discord no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's almost required now. Right. Um, Especially if you're small. Exactly. And you want to you know gain an audience and gain a community, really. Sure. Um, you know, most of the, <laughs> it's funny, a great bit of the views that I get are, come straight from discord.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like it's people clicking on the links in my videos tab or self promo somewhere, whether it's my discord or another one. And uh, I mean, it's, it's been such a big upside. <laughs> sure. It's like another notification system. That's, that's what like a lot of these places are is it's another notification system along with the fact that you can talk with your your viewers slash fans um, so heavily, which is awesome.
1: My one thing, if mm. you listen to this entire podcast and haven't gotten a single thing out of it, my one takeaway from this entire deal, if you do not mm. have something like a Discord, Skype, Facebook fan page, subreddit, website whatever if you do not have a quote-unquote community hub you need to be Mm. doing that today right after this podcast during this podcast whenever you need to because if you're small you're going to get the opportunity to grow a lot quicker and if you're big Mm. you're going to give your community a lot more value by feeling like they're appreciated by being able to talk to like-minded fans by giving you Mm. quick feedback so let's say you ask a question you know, in a video or on Twitter, it can take a pretty good while. But then in like a Facebook fan page where you have nothing but your fans or in something like Discord where you can get instant responses, right. you can get feedback real quickly. So it's great for that as well. And then uh, mm-hmm. last but not least, as Zach had kind of brought it up earlier, but you get to manage it. You have so much more leverage when you're in a place where the majority of your fans go to somewhere you set up As opposed to somewhere that some other fan had to set up who maybe let things get out of control, who might have made sort of a toxic environment, who might have let things go too far. And now all of a sudden, a lot more people hate you (laughs) simply because (laughs) you didn't have your own little community hub and you decided to let someone else do it either. And that's the thing. Like, that's real impact, you know? And you didn't even technically do anything wrong, you know, but you still get affected by it because like we mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, your community is a reflection of you. So if your community is doing shitty things, if your community is in a toxic environment, if they're not treating people well with respect, then that's going to reflect back onto you, onto your brand, onto your channel, onto your views, onto your relationships with other YouTubers and things like that having a bad toxic community is just the worst <laughs> and it's something yeah. that I think will hurt you long-term uh, possibly more than anything else maybe sub for sub ranks uh, high up there in terms of damage you can be doing to your channel having a toxic fan base is one of those things so that's why I yeah. say the big takeaway from this is get yourself something like a discord or a Facebook fan page because if it is toxic then you have the chance to fix it and improvement. It. If it's not, then you have a chance to breed more positivity in the world, set up things like charities and other cool things and do more good, and then to also improve your own channel and to uh, just improve the the people who, your community, just improve the lives of your community themselves. So get yourself something Agreed. like a Discord, Facebook fan page immediately. I mm-hmm. not how big you are.
0: Agreed. 100% yeah and uh, it's one thing I've seen with like bigger YouTubers which I, I don't know how I feel about this policy completely yet but I understand it uh, some of the bigger YouTubers will because they have such a big community that wants to be in that discord they'll actually put it behind like a Patreon paywall or something mm-hmm. which like a Twitch one. I don't see yeah like I don't see a big problem with it so if that's something you want to do if you're like big enough maybe maybe go for it I don't know Right, but I mean, long story short, you just gotta have it. Yeah. It's just so important because what if one day YouTube and we, 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 I don't like to talk about like the end of the world thing too much. Cause that's, I mean, that's, I do feel like we do that sometimes. What if YouTube just dis- disappears and I don't think YouTube goal. very big, I don't think it's going to happen in the next five years. Sure. I may, maybe not even the next 10 years, but, uh, Long story short, if YouTube goes tomorrow, uh, how many of your fans are you going to get to? Are you going to be able to get to move to like VidMe or BitChute or something like that? Right. You know, think about that. And maybe you do that through Twitter. Maybe you do that through, through Facebook. Maybe through Discord. Or maybe it's a combination of all of them, mm-hmm. which I think is what you should be doing. Uh, right. Either way, <laughs> it's <laughs> the point here. Uh, either way, if you don't have anything in place that's should be number one priority.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's a good way too, to be able to distinguish like who's kind of your hardcore group of fans as well. Cause sometimes it can mm-hmm. be hard to tell just through comments alone, especially when you have so many or so little of them getting a right. thing like a discord or whatever, which keep in mind takes a while for people to join and set up and download or whatever. It does. You're really getting an opportunity to see like, all right, these are my faithful. These are mm-hmm. my super loyal. These are the people that are going to the ends of the earth and whatever I watch or whatever. Or maybe they're just there to hang out. And you know what? That's cool too. You know, not everybody from Discord has to watch your stuff. You know? True. It's a community hub. It's not necessarily a get rich quick platform, right?
0: (laughs) True. (laughs) I didn't You can't make make money through Discord. Right. I didn't turn Discord
1: into a money machine or a slave working factory to make my channel better. No, like I did Not it as yet. a way of giving back. I did it as a way to, to grow the community. I did it as a way, as a, mm-hmm. a breakthrough plan in case bad things happen. And, you know, I think it's so valuable um, to any content creator out there to get something up there like that on your platform of choice, to be honest. I like Discord more, but I know, you know, there's going to be the 30 year old soccer mom who's watching her channel and is like, I don't, I don't want to do Discord. Facebook, it is. You know what? As long
0: mm-hmm.
1: as long as you know where your audience is and they're okay with going and reacting over there, then power, more power to you. More power to you. Which I
0: like. I like how you said, like, thirty year old soccer mom. But guess what? <laughs> like, if you're a thirty year old doing like a like a family vlogging channel, uh, Facebook is pretty good for that. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm saying where so, your audience is, right? Like, exactly. Like, to
0: Find out where that is for you and go for it and. I think another big thing about the community aspect in these places, um, especially on Discord, especially on Facebook, uh, specifically is go search out for other communities that you're interested in. Mm-hmm.
1: Straight up, we mentioned be it involved. Earlier. Get involved mm-hmm. in other communities. Discord is a great way. I, I can't tell you how many oh, times yeah. I look in self promo and see like a link to someone else's Discord. I'm like, ooh, right? <laughs> There's no harm in checking is it out. this?
0: Mm-hmm. There's no harm in me looking. And that doesn't mean you have to be active in every single Discord channel or (laughs) server you're involved in. I don't have enough time in the world. It's hard for me to stay active in my own Discord sometimes. Sure. But overall, I know that I can go meme it up with some people on Aiden's Discord every once in a while. And... Even be like, yo, I'm doing a live stream if anybody's interested. Never done it before And like, the general chat on his Discord. Earlier today was like, yo, I'm doing, a disc- I'm doing a live stream. Anybody interested? Found out that one of the people that watches my videos didn't even know that I live stream on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. Hey, look at that. So, pretty. Big. that was quite interesting. Yeah. Pretty big. But... And it, it's important stuff
1: you know we talked about opportunities that can happen in the comment section opportunities that can happen in your own discord are also pretty big as well i'll tell you yeah if I, if my youtube watching if it isn't like really popular channels if i'm like wanting to look at someone more underground or whatever you know i don't mm-hmm. have to go do it through youtube anymore i can look at my own self promo section and be like what are, what are what are my fans posting right and sometimes that's it's really true good shit, and sometimes i want to shout it out and sometimes it's from people yeah. i've never even heard of before like what the who are you and i can check yeah. out right it's a great mm. way to sort of uh watch new channels and new people and people who are coming up and chances are they have a discord and you can join it's also wonderful for networking the amount oh yeah so the much the amount of networking i've done with people who are now my friends and people who I just kind of know on a business standpoint and all that sort of stuff and subscribers that i have gained through it like unmatched discord by far is the number one like ROI related platform <laughs> that I've just mm-hmm. been able to get through networking you know
0: Oh, absolutely agreed 100% so
1: that, that's that been pretty huge and that's probably the reason why why discord has been so valuable and I'm glad I set it up early on in fact I didn't even set it up I was so new to the platform that patient was just like yo I'll make one for you I'm like okay <laughs> or I think <laughs> like, oh, patient made Sino's wow. and then I kind of copied that or something like that but you know like mm-hmm. That was worth it. I didn't think it was at the time. I totally thought, oh yeah, this will be something that a couple of people will use, but most people won't. And then on most days, my YouTube, in, uh, my Discord ends up being more active than my YouTube, and I'm like, well, <laughs> oh,
0: well. <laughs> some days my Discord is more active than any of my social medias combined, and I'm like, what is going on? Right, right. Like, what have I created? And it, it's I'm weird because. <laughs> i never would you know you never would expect that you get like two comments in a week on youtube and then all of a sudden like you've got a hundred un- like, unread shit in your discord that you didn't even know was going on because mm-hmm. you took an hour-long nap it's it's amazing sure like you want community engagement boom discord right there like it's there great you for go
1: promoting your, uh, promoting your own stuff it's great for other people to promote in there it's great to hang around it's great for creative projects collabs networking shit like that mm-hmm. it, it's it's basically and all stop form if you will you know it's a little forum for all yeah. your for all your people to get behind and this should go without it's, saying but you should try to be in it as much as you can i feel
0: hmm. I, mean, I, I mean i have mine up on computer on my computer at all times i have the mobile app sure. when i'm at work i have the web browser popped up and i'm you know, just constantly in there.
1: It should it should be fairly obvious to people that you should do that. <laughs> um, but in yeah. case you thought I could just leave it open and not put any work in, uh, no, people will leave eventually. Um, you do have to say something sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or hope that your yeah, community yeah, yeah, is strong sure. enough
1: to carry it on its own while you're gone. And uh, that's definitely a thing. There's a, there's a lot of dead discords out there, and it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of a few of them. Sometimes. You know, there's a balance you have to strike.
0: Yeah, and I think I think in those terms, it's just making sure that you have interesting things to talk about every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Ask for feedback. Like if you just ask for feedback, it'll open up other things. There's something interesting in the news. Like, and I, I, I'm not talking about like boring news necessarily. I'm just like like this new game came out. What do you guys think about this? Are you interested in like? Literally, a lot of that happens, um, and you'll be amazed at how many people contribute to conversations.
1: Yeah, it's a fun way people, to just people like to talk and have
0: fun. <laughs> yeah, people like to talk, people like to hang out with friends and stuff, and that's basically what this is.
1: You get to know a lot more about people, too, through DMs and stuff like that.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: And that's why it's great at networking, It's just because you can DM people.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: The amount of business you can get done in the Discord DM, mm-hmm. oh boy. Shit's popping on there.
0: Yeah. It, it's amazing how many people that are on my Discord right now that I used to talk to through YouTube discussion on, you know, through like, not even comments, but YouTube discussion. So I'd be like once every two months, I'd get a comment back because mm-hmm. we always forgot about it. And it, for some reason, these people weren't on Skype that often or whatever. But now they're on Discord and I talk to them multiple times a day. Sure. Like, it, it's amazing that way.
1: I think it's also great, too, for uh, people who do more longer content that can take sometimes months to produce, you know? Mm. For channels like that who take so long to making one video, but once it comes out, it's amazing. Discord's cool, especially because that's the only way people hear from you, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. That's the only way people know that you're even alive sometimes is through Discord. That's a great point. So, if you're having mm-hmm. kind of like a dead period where not much is going on, or if you're still working on a video that everybody's looking forward to, Discord's a great way to not only promote it when it comes out, but keep people active while you're still waiting and hyping them up and doing all sorts yeah, of Yeah, I was going to say,
0: you so can not, hype that shit up, too. If
1: you're a channel like that, especially, I think Discord and, and fan communities like that offer so much. Because, you know, sometimes they might not be following you on Twitter. Sometimes you know, if you're doing a Kickstarter game, they might not just read the updates or Patreon or stuff like that. Having a little fan community mm-hmm. can help keep projects alive, even when you don't think they would, right? Like very mm-hmm. valuable stuff, I think.
0: Yeah. Cause as a content though. creator, well, cause it's interesting, right? Cause as a content creator, we're like juggle these 20 social media accounts and make content and it's hard, but we have to do it to keep afloat. Mm-hmm. But as an average person, not everybody is on these 20 different platforms Right. and that's okay. That's why you want to have as many platforms as you can. So you can reach everybody. Sure.
1: As many as possible anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. True. Because there will be some people that just watch your videos every once in a while and you'll never know who they are because they never say anything to you mm-hmm. and that's okay.
1: Sure. And I, again, just from a, not even a numbers game, but from, like, a friendship perspective, so many people that I've met, so many people that I've gotten in touch with, people who might not even watch my videos but sort of like what I do and people that I've talked Mm -hmm. to and helped out through bad times and bad situations through Discord, like, shit like that, you can't put a price tag on at all. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. you know, these these moments like that, I think, are are what make it all worth it, you know? I'm I'm glad I have good moderators on there too when things hit the shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if tomorrow I for some reason decided I can't do this whole create content creating thing, like if anything, I know I've got some very good friends. <laughs>
1: sure, help you. And out that's
0: so much more valuable, you know.
1: I agree. Agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. You just got to be ready for that stuff, and uh, you know. I mean, like, what more can I say? There's going to be people who listen to this and just ignore community management as a whole. And you know what? I think a lot mm-hmm. of those people are just going to lose long-term. And I'm not. Oh, I agree. I'm not going to feel bad for him because we've spent probably too much time talking about all yeah. the, the great parts <laughs> of the of community and, and why you should be building one, you know? Not only for just yourself, but for the people mm-hmm. who are involved as well and one day I do hope to do like Zach mentioned and do things like charity live streams and giving back to just the world as a whole and not just myself. Mm -hmm. You know, when I get to the point where I'm that big, um, that's going to be a special day. That's going to be an amazing day. And uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, like you hear it all the time on my channel, how every time I reach like a certain subscriber milestone, I'm like, Oh, thank you guys so much. And you all probably hear it from so many YouTubers every time they hit a milestone. Oh, you guys are the best. You're the best fans whatever 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 and i know it's very cliche it's very overplayed (laughs) everybody in their mother does it but here's the thing i actually mean it and i'm willing to back it up via the things i do in community management like answering comments typing things in discord being genuine about what i say letting people decide things on my channel simply by whether or not they want to watch it or not like you know call me hokey and cheesy all you want but When I say my fans are amazing, and when I say they've done so much good stuff for me, I 100% mean it. I really do. Definitely. (laughs) Which is why I repeat it so damn
0: much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta bash it on their heads. You know, they don't understand it the first million times. Right. Second million million times they'll really get through it. Yeah.
1: Sure. yeah Um, if you don't care fine don't care continue to put out videos and continue to wonder why people don't care about them you
0: know i mean (laughs) it's like the only reason why somebody would be like oh i can't do community management is because i don't have enough time to do it because i'm working so hard on my videos Mm -hmm. like we've already disproved that a little bit by use the 20 minute dump that you take every single night Mm. (laughs) in the bathroom like if you're if you commute to work, like, through a subway or something because you're in a big city, you've got tons of time there. Exactly. Um, well, because here's something interesting, and then we can start wrapping it up. Okay. Uh, I get to the comments here. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I was in Japan for an entire month Yeah. for a school class, and I couldn't make – I couldn't upload videos. You
1: could record, there, through
0: Literally, literally – I could record but I couldn't upload there was just no time for me to do the editing and stuff I was too exhausted by the time I got in the bed you know that night and everything and so I couldn't do anything there I just saw my watch time go down and it was it was what it was but here's the amazing thing was since I was in Japan and I was riding subways a lot and trains and there was the 14 hour plane ride on the way there and the way back uh, the times it took you know, I was in the bathroom, times I was waiting in a restaurant for food. Like I spent so much of that time on Instagram, getting my Instagram account started up and posting pictures there or being in the discord and chatting with people mm-hmm. or, you know, being on Twitter, promoting a couple of my older stuff, getting on Reddit. Like I learned so much about the fact that, hey, I can still have an active community even though I'm not there. Sure. Sure all the time making videos and i would argue so, that
1: month was one of your more active months just simply like you couldn't do youtube but you could do practically everything yeah, else and when you exactly. complain about time it's just simply a matter of being in the right mindset to make more time appear and you'll be amazed at like oh wow there's actually a lot of time i just am not spending it well and look time management right. feel that we're all horrible at to start but we get better and better if you make an effort, mm. you'll get better and better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you make and an effort <laughs> to interact with the community, you'll get better and better at it. Don't worry if you're shy. Don't worry if you're an introvert. Don't worry if you, on some days, really don't feel like talking to people. You know, we're human, obviously. Shit like that happens all the time. Mm. But you will get better, you know. And chances are, yeah. a lot of people watching your stuff probably enjoy your shy awkwardness anyway and want to see more
0: of it. So Exactly. <laughs> you know. Weirdly enough.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, the last you know, thing I wanted to do um, before we end it is I wanted to quickly thank all the lovely moderators and I wanted to just give a little respect to all the people who have to deal with community management, whether they're in a big company like EA or, you know, they might be like a community management person oh boy. for, you know, a book they're writing or shit like that. Or if you're just like me and you just have like a tiny little discord that you have to manage. Community management is a job that does not get a ton of respect. It doesn't get a ton of love. You're not rewarded for it constantly. It's not something that's sexy. It's not like you're the creative or you're the director or whatever. But, you know, do not be misinformed. You are the most important and special people involved uh, when it comes to a project. And without your work and without your love and dedication to managing communities, I guarantee you there would be a lot more shitty stuff out there. And there'd be a lot more awful people out there if it weren't for you
0: Oh, for sure.
1: So if you're in community management, thank you so much for all you do. And in my community in particular, I want to just quickly thank a couple of people who have sort of made it all happen. People like uh, Mm -hmm. Sino Green, Danku Franku, High Legend, Mr. Butternut, uh, Jay, yourself, obviously, you've been a huge part of it (laughs) um, from the beginning. People like uh, Kyle... Uh, who just just recently started commenting, but I figured I'd go ahead and chat him out anyway. And most Mm -hmm. importantly, I think the person that has helped me through the most of this stuff and has been there when times have gotten really rough, thank you so much to Patient, honestly. Thank you so much for keeping the Discord running, for doing all the boring stuff like fixing categories and names, leaving long-ass comments, being there in Twitch chat when things get wrong, being there in YouTube chat when things get wrong, leaving really (laughs) nice tweets and just... I mean, I'm going to be honest. She's been like my right hand, uh, my right hand, man, woman, man, woman thing. Woman. My right hand pers- person, if you will. And uh, yeah, I appreciate so much all of what she does. So huge shout out to patient and yeah, you're all great. <laughs> all the fans watching this podcast are great. And uh, in just a second, we'll be getting to reading your comments. But uh, did you want to shout out a couple? Yeah, of
0: people? yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously second on, all the community managers out there you know because i think we both know firsthand <laughs> shit's hard right <laughs> it takes a lot of time out of your day where like I, there's plenty of it's funny right there's plenty of nights where i could have been working on a video could have been editing something and instead i was in my discord in a voice chat being dumb at three to seven o'clock in the morning um and i'm glad i did that you know it's not wasted time because it's still productivity it's still being in your community and it's fun and it's enjoyable and obviously i wouldn't have that community if it wasn't for people like you and like jay like parker like damian Marzak, kyle uh Donovan, you know, some of these people have been around for years and some of them just for the past year, but either way, they've definitely, you know, boosted my spirits in many ways. Whenever I'm doubting, uh, you know, (laughs) the paths that I've taken, I I know that I can just kind of go in there and have somebody kind of get (laughs) it. Yeah. Somebody to listen and maybe even just a little bit of validation. Right. Right. Never never hurts sometimes, you know?
1: Somebody who's got your back and is looking out for right. you. It feels nice. So right. to all those people, um, thank you for, for providing value to us, and I hope we
0: have done the same to you. <laughs> same. Yeah, exactly. for sure. I, I love the, the various kill yourself comments that I get from Jay, because it just, it just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's great. It's great. It really lightens like, your mood. When he, t- when he tells me to quit YouTube, it makes me think how ridiculous that actually is and then right. i don't quit youtube <laughs> so yeah there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: but speaking yeah. of community management mm.
0: community so- management
1: do we have some comments to answer
0: mm. i think we have some comments to answer oh, boy. and i think it's been it's been nice i gotten a few comments lately Ooh. um which is which is really cool i'm glad to see you guys are involved you're interested in learning, and uh, it's been some like it's been some newbies, you know, some people that are just now getting into YouTube and trying to learn, learn the ropes, which is really cool. Exactly, because that's that's you know what I like to see. <laughs> um, hopefully, we're able to bring value to everybody. Yeah, but. I hope we're bringing the most value to the people that are just kind of, you know, starting. because Listening to this three-hour podcast. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, we're almost at that three-hour mark.
1: Oh, really? Wow.
0: We're almost at that three-hour mark. Two hours and 58 seconds. Damn. Or 58 minutes. What am I talking about? We actually yeah.
1: made it longer than the previous one. Which is crazy. Yeah.
0: I feel like we talked a lot more about, like, our week right. at the beginning. Fair enough. <laughs> but I still think like there was a lot of valuable stuff there. Sure. I agree. So I think it's I think it's some good stuff. Now that I've stalled because I didn't have the comments pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> I see. You. I want to try to buy time. I want to go ahead and answer the uh, the first comment which is from Sam and her brothers Lopez and it says do you have a list of free editing tools for thumbnails, videos, and stuff? I know you mentioned them in the podcast, but if you have links up somewhere, I'd like to know. I left a brief little comment, but I felt like we should answer this in the com you know in the podcast so more people could hear just in case they missed it in other episodes or such.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I will be setting up I, I hope to have a website up soon that will have all this information in and in a nice little Nice little list with links to everything. Sure. Uh, so you guys know exactly what we use or what we could be using if we need to go for some more free stuff or whatever it is. But what do you use for – I know exactly what you use for photo editing, and it's free. so Right. Um, so the good people what that is.
1: The program I use for photo editing as well as for things like thumbnails or social media images or just wacky random stuff in general is GIMP. It's free. Mm. It has a lot of the same tools that uh, Photoshop does. Obviously, there's a little bit less there. And um, you're going to have to learn a good bit of the software and how it works. But there's a billion little Mm. tutorials out there. Um, But yeah, GIMP is what I recommend wholeheartedly. It's great for starting out. It's great for simple photo stuff and even more complex stuff if you're willing to learn it. Um, But yeah, Mm. GIMP, G-I-M-P. You can search that and you can download it and it's free. And once you start learning it, you can be making the thumbnails and all sorts of cool stuff. That's right. And then as far as audio recording goes, this is another free program that just practically every YouTuber under the sun uses, I feel like, in one form or another. Uh, (laughs) The program we use to record audio is Audacity. You can not only record audio there, but do a lot of editing just right there. You can cut. You can do a little bit of audio editing in there. Just uh, all sorts of fun stuff. But it's also free. Mm -hmm. It's called Audacity. A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Um, Mm -hmm. pretty helpful there. And then the main one after that, after you get your audio and your photos, as far as video recording programs go, the one I use is OBS. Uh, shouldn't have to spell that one out. It's literally just OB and S. Uh, but I use that. You
0: can also use for streaming.
1: Yeah. You can use that for streaming. You can use that for recording videos, all sorts of stuff. Typically OBS is fine tuned with a lot of features and settings can be a little tough to learn. Not going to lie. Uh, but once you do, mm-hmm. you can get streaming and video recording out of it. Um, Bandicam is also an option. Hypercam is also an option. Your phone typically is the best option if you have one and if it's good enough. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much it. And then for video editing, there's free options and paid options, but I'm going to let Zach talk about those.
0: Yeah, so for video editing, if you are a Windows computer, or Windows user, which you should be, Uh, (laughs) because Mac is not the way to go. Uh, Sorry, uh, a little personal bias there. Mm -hmm. But if you are a Windows user, uh, Windows Movie Maker, which we've all used in some form or another, probably. Right, I have. um, I remember using it in elementary school. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Windows Movie Maker still does wonders if you're doing simple, quick edits and stuff. If you're a vlogging channel... If you're a gameplay channel, Windows Movie Maker is going to do you right.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Simple. Same thing with on Macs. If you use iMovie, right. it's pretty much Windows Movie Maker for, for Macs. Um, and I know iPhones, too, have a
1: ton of apps and shit that you can just use for free for video editing, too. So you could edit a lot of stuff off your phone.
0: They do. Android's the same. Right. Uh there's, there's a lot of... Uh, by the way, I'm going to talk about Adobe programs. Adobe has free... Uh, easy editing apps for your phone. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that, that that's the case. And so you can get some high-quality stuff done that way. It's all, it's all simple edits, but for free, I mean, that's that's what you need right there. Exactly. Um, And then if you want to get into paying for money, if you think it's paying for money, <laughs> boy. Give me money. Can you tell can you tell I'm tired a little bit can you can you tell just a little bit okay a little bit. if you want to start getting into like paid options I I still highly suggest getting the Adobe Creative Cloud mm-hmm. uh, I wished I was an affiliate but I'm not <laughs> <laughs> um, basically it's thirty dollars a month if you're a student it's fifty dollars a month if you're uh, not a student there's there's only two options there um, but it's very valuable because you get not only Adobe Premiere, the editing software, but you also get Photoshop, you get Audition, which is for audio, you get Lightroom, which is for enhanced photography. You get a lot of different apps that you can use for a lot of different creative projects. That maybe you won't use all of them, but maybe at one point you'll get some people on your team that could use sure. some of this stuff.
1: And you use so Premiere I think if you yes for video and stuff
0: right right and i use audition for for audio editing and stuff too so cool it's all all very valuable and as far as i do
1: for editing i use vegas um hmm. another option is camtasia studio is pretty good but it is definitely the most expensive Mm -hmm. out of all them for some reason and you get pretty
0: yeah well i think that's the problem is you also get the recording option there sure which is uh, good. It's good. Um I used it for a while. Exactly. I totally paid for that.
1: Mhm. And uh, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you ain't got the funds and you don't mind being a little legally gray. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like an anti-hero. You're <laughs> like Batman, you know, you don't follow the rules, right? Like
0: <laughs> be a dead, be a Deadpool there you go.
1: Exactly. That that's more of a fine yeah. analogy cuz Batman would never <laughs> torrent. <laughs> I feel like he's he's not a torrenting guy. <laughs>
0: He's not a torrenting guy. And yeah. he'd, he'd he'd go catch the torrenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad guy. Right. That's but actually just a middle a school better. and a high school kid.
1: Sure.
0: Uh yeah. But
1: torrents are out there if you're interested. Uh, <laughs> not saying I do that, but you know.
0: Mm, it's there. Not at all. No. I think the important thing is is find something that you can use. And learn it. <laughs> that, and learn it. And then if you feel like, hey, this is the path I want to take then, you know, investing time and money into something that you feel strongly about is not a bad thing because in the long run, 30 to $50 a month, if you've got, you know, a decent paying job, if you're able to pay the bills mm-hmm. fairly well and you can, you know, not go out to eat a couple nights a week, instead pay for Adobe Creative Cloud or something like that.
1: All right.
0: Like that might be very valuable to you.
1: Exactly. I feel like. You kind of want to give back and support the programs you've been using
0: right a little bit because i i I really feel like the the more i've had adobe creative cloud the more i've had adobe premiere specifically the better my videos have gotten because i've been able to do more stuff sure like it just allows me to do more things create you know creatively right that's always a good thing
1: too and learning about other programs just because just because Mm. you have one that you use doesn't mean you can't expand i mean I've thought about Premiere True. several times, and I'm probably going to hop on it eventually. Uh, but for now, Vegas think mm. this is what I'm comfortable with, and that's what I'll use in the meantime. Right. But that's as far as software goes. We could do a whole other episode about hardware. In fact, I was thinking, you know, mm. Christmas time is going to be rolling around. There's going to be a lot of people who want to get into the content creation Ooh, game. Maybe only have a little bit of money. We Might do like a little mm. wish list, a little YouTuber wish list. <laughs>
0: Your boy might be getting that uh, Amazon affiliate program yeah. back. Hit up, hit you guys up with a little bit of links. Exactly. You can be Santa helps Claus. the nice channel. And the ugly elf. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: You're calling me fat. <laughs>
1: I, <mean. laughs> I feel like I got some leverage with the ugly elf
0: comments. You
1: wouldn't have noticed that, but you did, surprise uh, So.
0: Shit, I'm not Here supposed to let people know I give a fuck about mean exactly. comments. <laughs> You're a hypocrite. And, uh...
1: But thank you for the comments. Hopefully <laughs> that helps. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: I won't, but, but Zach will.
0: <laughs> I won't. This is, this is why the podcast is on my channel.
1: Exactly. Although there's <laughs> links to my stuff, which if you want to look at, you can.
0: There is. But I mean, you yeah, want to join so. my community? <laughs> you feel free. All right. It's, it's like... in there. So the next question comes from Tiffany Alexander, which I believe is the mother to the channel that we just talked to. Oh, really? I did. A, I did a little digging. After the the first time we recorded this, mm-hmm. and so the comment says more. I really enjoy the podcast. I like how long they are. I work graveyard, so I'm always looking for more podcasts. Mm-hmm. So first off, thank you so much for Thanks, yeah. spending your graveyard shifts listening to us. Right, like that's awesome. Sure. <laughs> and uh, she continues and says. I'm starting a YouTube channel for my kids. Probably not your guys thing. Cause you got into it a little bit when you talked about evil Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> but,
0: but I would love to know what tips or suggestions you guys have. If none, that's cool. I'll still keep listening.
1: Thanks. Thanks for so, supporting.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for the support. We do appreciate it. And while i
1: might and, uh, have a ton of stuff, um, someone's been getting into the kids' channels, you know?
0: Mm, you know, I'm I'm loving the <laughs> the 24 hour finger puppet live streams. Those are my favorite. Really, those are a thing. <laughs> those are those are a thing. Oh yes. Um, I know a little bit about kids channels. Uh, for a couple of reasons. There's a couple of people that I've kind of communicated with in the past few months that kind of host kids channels or are affiliated with kids channels in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've gotten to hear a little bit about that and how that works. And then I've just kind of done a little bit of research cuz I'm like why are these kids like why are these kids channels getting so many views? What what can I do that uh, that I haven't already done? And then I learned I can't do anything different because these are kids channels and there's a completely different <laughs> right. mindset around it. Right. So I was like what if I did a kids let's playing channel and then I did like one video and I was like no this is not for me. Oh, <laughs> uh. Got me a little Elmo thumb uh Elmo Elmo picture for the profile picture is great. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, this is not for me. <laughs> oh, well. But uh long story short, I found out some like basically how kids channels are working, and the the core basis behind them are you want to find content that's easily digestible for children to watch in long spurts. Mm-hmm. And since there are so many parents these days that put a screen in front of their kids and, you know, part of it happened to us when we were a kid, they put TV in front of us. Yep. It's, oh, just, this time, <laughs> yeah. it's just this time. Yeah. Parent number this <laughs> time. Exactly. We have the internet. We have iPads. We have cell phones. We have, you know, the World Wide Web that has so many more opportunities for content for kids. And one of the big things is YouTube. There's even an app called YouTube Kids, which is why I don't think restricted mode should be a thing. But anyways. By the way, quick question. Um, Uh, mm -hmm.
1: At what age did you get a smartphone?
0: I got a flip phone in seventh grade Mm -hmm. and then I got a smartphone my senior year of high school and I bought it for $40 at Walmart. Yeah. It was a really bad smartphone, and then I got another, I got the same model Uh uh, about a year and a half later for $40 at Walmart, and then finally went and got like a $200 Android HTC like a a little over a year ago.
1: I feel you, I feel you.
0: Yeah. What about
1: you? I'm very similar. I didn't have a phone until like eighth grade. And then yeah. the one I got was not even a smartphone at all. It was this little blue phone, uh, which basically you could call and play, like, a little game on it. And then that was basically it. Like, it didn't do much at all. <laughs> I believe it had, like a, yeah. like, a paid version of Tetris you could do eventually.
0: Uh-huh, um, yeah.
1: But nothing, nothing that. amazing on there. The first smartphone I got wasn't until, I think, sophomore year of high school. And it was a hand-me-down from one of my mom's phones because her work had got her mm-hmm. a new one. So she got like a six or whatever, and she's like, oh, you can have my four. And I thought the, the Yo, four mine was, the was the a
0: hand-me-down.
1: <laughs> I thought that was the coolest. And then eventually yeah. she dropped her six on the ground, and the screen cracked. Ooh. So she had to get a new one. But uh, in the meantime, she's like, hey, you want this cracked iPhone 6? And I'm like, yeah, it's got a better <laughs> camera on it. Of course I want it. <laughs> a, of course. I'm a YouTuber. As long as the camera is still working. She's like, yeah, it still works. I'm like, okay, cool. And in this very day, every time my birthday comes around, she's like, hey, don't you want to pay to get that screen fixed? And I'm like, yeah, how much is it? About a hundred or so dollars. Nope.
0: <laughs> no, I think I'll just stick with what I got I'll here. stick with the
1: broken screen. So every phone I've had, yeah. except for that blue one, has essentially been a hand-me-down in one form or another.
0: But I think mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah. now
1: because I bet we have a couple listening listeners of this podcast who got it way earlier than we did. Uh, but we're a different generation. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had been born a couple for years sure. later,
1: I feel like it would have been different.
0: Who? It was the same maybe.
1: From my brother. Too. Yeah, I know he was only a year and a half, and it took him, I think, junior high or high school to get a phone. Mm. Just
0: a tangent, though. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, a little tangent. It's, it's interesting, though. It just sure. shows how, I mean, like, kids have iPhones now, and it's it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it blows my mind that they have so much. Like they have a mini computer in their pocket, right. and yeah. like. You know, I had to beg for my, I had to beg to my dad on weekends to go use the computer to research nerdy shit because that's what I was into. Sure. And now kids have little phones so they can just go look up anything they want.
1: I mean, I didn't discover YouTube till middle school, and it wasn't a YouTube kid. It yeah, was funny, random little XD videos, game trailers, and <laughs> a couple of the early Let's Players, and that was all I had. That yeah. was my experience of a kid's. "Quote
0: unquote YouTube." Mm-hmm. I get that, yeah. Right. So, so different world now. Um, much different world. The fact that YouTube is plays such a big part in kids' entertainment now sure. says something about the platform and about the people that use it, right? Um, so again, the reason these channels are so big is because watch time reigns supreme on YouTube, and if you leave a kid idle for eight hours. <laughs> on youtube kids right. that's all the content they're watching whether they're asleep or watching or anything is still playing that watch time still adds up exactly so like the the step number one to making a channel for youtube for kids is to find something that is digestible that can be watched in succession with other videos like it um Think of it as your, like, cartoon marathons or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest, here's the here's the big kicker that not a lot of people are doing. Find something that's somewhat original that can kind of last for a while and not just be seen as kids' content, but can be respected by adults as well.
1: Exactly. And that's the big thing with, like, just kids' media in general is that a lot mm-hmm. of people, even on TV, this isn't just a YouTube problem, A lot of people see the term kids entertainment and think, oh, lowest of the low, dumbest of the dumb, freaking Teletubbies, loud noises, fart jokes, the lowest of the low, whatever. Fine. Right. And you know what? That can do recently successful. I mean, it's the reason there's like a couple of Minions movies now because of it. That's the world we live in. (laughs) I'm not going to lie that it's totally successful. that's true. The thing about kids media, though, is that it can be so impactful and it can leaves such a great lasting impact on the kids who watch it. I know some of the media that I enjoy the most and some of the media I'm most attached to is some of the stuff I watched as a kid. And you know what? A lot of it is stuff that I can still watch today. Good kids media, I feel, can be respected not only by kids at the time, uh, but for their parents watching it. And when those kids get older, they can still come back and see it. It's the reason all of Mm -hmm. us have such a nostalgic attachment with Disney movies because we were shown them as a kid. And, you know, while we may have liked the characters back then, nowadays we can appreciate things like the animation, the soundtrack, the lessons learned, the morals and all sorts of stuff. Right. So I think when you're coming up with the kids channel, it's very easy to get the misconception that, oh, I should just make really, really dumb content. I would say Mm -hmm. if you don't enjoy and like the videos you're putting out, then you probably shouldn't put them out, just being honest. Even if you think it'll do well, and even if you think, oh, kids will eat this up, if you're not personally proud of the videos that you're putting out, then I wouldn't want to show them to my kids. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Right? Agreed. (laughs) There's a reason I'm not going to show my kids the two CGI Garfield movies. Or minions, <laughs> or fucking other hey, trash that exists. Nowadays. Garfield
0: CGI, come on!
1: They're both bad movies. <laughs> I don't know if you've them. While, but they, have not- <laughs> uh, they have not.
0: It's really been a while. while. <laughs> not- it's uh, been a long time.
1: Sure, uh, but I'm not going to show that stuff to my kids. And the same thing for YouTube. <laughs> if there's some trash YouTube stuff for kids, I'm probably not going to show them that. So when you're making kids' content, it's the same as making quality content, right? Be sure it's something that's valuable. Be sure it's something that's entertaining. And, uh, you know, obviously have it be easily digestible. You know, that's that part's still important. I think so right. that's 100% correct on this. Um, but make content you're proud of. And make content that can appeal to both kids and adults. It's a hard thing to do. And it's the reason that there isn't a whole lot of good kids entertainment out there. Right? Like, mm, there's obviously yeah. way more shit than there is good. Um, but the good stuff has such a big impact. And the good stuff can you know, potentially help out a generation of kids do wonderful things in the future. Like that stuff is so valuable when done correctly. So I'd look out for that. I try to do things like that personally. And, uh, if you can manage to, man, you're set. <laughs> There's a lot more reward there. I feel.
0: Well, here, here's the way I look at it. You know, when you look at like a Disney animated film from 1943, okay. uh, what year, you know, what, year, what
1: movie was
0: that? <laughs> Did it even come I down? don't know. I just picked a number. It's close to like when Snow White came out. I think. huh. But uh, like when you pick like a Disney animated film from like the 40s or the 50s, like people still watch those. People still enjoy this, and it isn't just kids. It's families. It's adults. Right. And <laughs> the biggest thing is Disney's still making money off of that. Disney still has royalties on that, so it's like. People still... Uh, disney still builds hype culture around some of these movies, but they're disney and stuff. Right. The thing I'm getting to here is, you know, sure, you could make a thousand videos uh, for kids' entertainment on YouTube, figuring out ways to get the algorithm to work around it, and you've got a channel with... 20 million subscribers just for kids, and you've got a lot of views and a lot of watch time, and maybe you make a decent amount of ad revenue from it. And there you go, you feel like you're set well for the next two, three, four, five years until YouTube uh, changes their algorithm, or until YouTube looks at Netflix and they're like, Well, Netflix has a kids section as well. We already have a kids section, but what if we started? I don't know, taking YouTube Red and do some similar things with the kids section. Right. We have YouTube Red kids shows that are highly, you know, highly produced like a, like a, uh, like a PBS, like a public broadcasting, you know, kids show that already is not getting that much money thrown at them anyways. What if YouTube starts paying these people to like make cartoons on their platform? Mm Mm-hmm then your shit's just going to be thrown to the side <laughs> right? because it's going to be more, it's going to be more popular. Exactly. And so 100%. you become one of those people that make good kids, children, you know, good kids content. Then you might be able to get on that platform a lot earlier. Or you might be able to get more people to move over to your platform one day, or maybe you'll get a big show on TV or whatever it is. You know,
1: I think, uh, James from extra credits said it best is the only difference between kids and adults is that Mm. kids have a lot less experience, right? They have a lot less world experience. But aside from that, I mean, they're fairly similar, (laughs) right? Kids can watch scary things. Kids can be frightened. Kids can laugh. Kids can understand deep little morals if they're explained correctly or if they have a character that they can relate to. It can get why
0: VeggieTales does so well.
1: <laughs> right. It can get them through tough times. It can help them explain things. They can appreciate some deeper moments. Like kids aren't stupid, right? They're not idiots. They're just simply with less experience, and they don't necessarily know everything. But eventually, they will. And the stuff that's good and the stuff that is entertaining for everybody, including kids, that's the stuff that's going to stand around forever. There's a reason people are mm. sentimental to things like Bob Ross. And old PBS shows and, you know, stuff from their childhood because it gave it to because it respected its audience. And if you respect your audience, whether or not it's successful or not, I feel like you'll you'll have succeeded in my book. You know, if you can make something that you're proud of and you enjoy and that you put a lot of work into, regardless of whether it does well or not, I'll be personally proud. (laughs) Let me just say that much, because, again, not a lot of good kid stuff out there.
0: Agreed. 100%. And I mean, I feel like we could probably try to come up with some suggestions for you mm-hmm. specifically, but we don't know your personal story. We don't know exactly what you want to do with your channel. And feel free, by the way, feel free. Give me some more comments. Uh, You know, I'll try to get into like a personal chat and we can talk and mm-hmm. maybe I can help you get some stuff started. And Who knows? Maybe I, you know, maybe we could push you in the right direction. But I think at the end of the day, what's important is. Just find the things that you enjoy and that you want to share with your kids. Right. Real quick, real quick though. Fuck on that. What if she, uh,
1: what if it's one of those things where she has like her own kids in the videos? Because I feel like there's a bit of Mm -hmm. territory there.
0: (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) So that's a, that's important. Um, in the, in the current state of YouTube where a lot of families are starting to do videos together, they're starting to put their kids in channels or in videos Um, safety can be an issue you know your kids can be recognized more and that could be a a safety issue for them at school because maybe if who knows your channel gets big then people will recognize you people will recognize your kids and that in many aspects could be both a good thing and a bad thing so keep that in mind Uh, there are ways of course to work around that kind of thing I think if one one of the prime examples that I like to use when this comes up is if you look at Casey Neistat, a giant, you know, a big vlogger, got seven million subscribers. He had a baby about two, three years ago. Had his baby up in his videos all the time, and then she turned to about that that two, two and a half year old stage where you could start recognizing this child as a person mm-hmm. and he was like uh i think we're going to keep her face out of videos from this point onwards just to just in case right i
1: think that's
0: respectable. so yeah i think i think it's completely respectable um so keep those in mind that doesn't mean be scared that everybody's out to get your children of course not <laughs> Yeah, you know, that doesn't be mean become a show, conspiracy theory. Basically. Just be careful what you show. Make sure that that's not your entire life. Make sure that it's just a fraction of your life. Um there are
1: more and more families you know? who vlog all the damn time, and it's ruining <laughs> relationships and families. Yeah. Or you could have a daddy 5 scenario and... Have your kids legally removed yeah. from you because <laughs> you're an
0: that asshole. Was, that was a mess.
1: <laughs> so hopefully uh, hopefully you're not that.
0: Don't be an asshole. <laughs> that, that, that'll be good. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk said it said it best one day. Somebody asked him, how much of your life do you actually vlog? And he was like, maybe 5% of my life. And he does a lot of vlogs. He does a lot of content. But he's like, that's just like 5% of my life because, you know, every time I'm with family, none of that gets vlogged or whatever it is, you know? Mm. So, you know, keep things... Maybe you get together with a group of mothers and parents and stuff, and you, like, decide to do a group family vlogging channel and certain days it's certain content. Uh, If that's the route you're trying to go, or maybe it's even... I want to create this entire whole movie catalog and it's easier to do that on YouTube than it is to make VHS tapes or DVDs (laughs) these days. So
1: just make sure they're having just upload them
0: here and make their, their private, you know, you're having fun
1: and it's not something that, that comes between you guys. And Hey, uh, there's not a whole lot of family channels that like sometimes just don't have kids and it's just personal, like a mother advice or stuff like that. I feel like that's a pretty untapped market. So don't feel reliant
0: uh, on your yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't feel like you have to include them in every video if that's a thing. Um, Agreed. Just whatever you do, put out value and just make sure you're safe. We think you are, honestly. We're not saying that you're like yeah. that kind of Absolutely. Person. We think you are. Um, but for anybody else listening who's thinking about doing a similar thing, uh, that's just for them. Right. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Yeah. Again, first and foremost, just make sure that you're doing it for you and that you're enjoying it. Because sure. I'm, I'm telling you, I played a Sesame Street Flash game at 3 o'clock in the morning, recorded a video, edited it, seven minutes, uploaded it. It's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all my time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then just oh watch boy. all our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and then just watch all our podcasts, give you all the everything here for free. Yeah, spicy information. <laughs> That's
1: where all the good tips are
0: at. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm joking. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you for the question. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. So, the next question comes from Patient. Yay. Ready for this paragraph? I'm
1: ready. Bring it
0: on. She says, I do drugs over sub for sub. Mm,
1: same.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. That's respectful. Yeah. Yeah. No sub for sub. Right. Do drugs instead. I'm thinking, uh, yeah. Heroin Go so big or go home. Heroin. 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 <laughs> you know. Kill you exactly, it can't
1: kill your channel. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, hey, what are you
0: gonna do? You know, it, it's just yeah, is crack really whack? Heroin <laughs> is crack really whack. <laughs> Speaking of I'm making content for kids here, yeah, untapped market mm. drug promotional videos, <laughs> aimed towards a lot of children. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's a lot of weird stuff already
0: weed is for the the basic people right. though you want to you want to go big or go home I'm heroin home. i'm telling you <laughs> if you want you want to talk something that's really bad like it's it's always heroin right. is the the number one worst thing that your ch- ch- child could be doing
1: that's the hard drug dark humor joke that everybody yeah it's like you got to bring up heroin. like
0: like crack is bad yes but it's not, it's not as heroin. bad as heroin. <laughs> <It's pretty hard. laughs> oh man anyways uh Last question comes from Calfro, and he says, "How do I get on this podcast? I want to chat it up with you guys." Ooh, good question. Mm. Yeah, it is a good question. So I kind of answered it briefly, just so he knew that we simply noticed him. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, if you or anybody you know wants to be on the podcast, or you think somebody would be cool to be on this podcast because uh, they're a creator or maybe they just have some kind of information that we don't know or whatever it could be right um let us know in the comments and we'll get a talk in maybe there's a certain topic you're particularly strong at or maybe you have just like a lot of questions you really want answered
1: sure.
0: we would love to have you on here it'd be awesome
1: we might do like an interview type thing we might be talking about like news mm-hmm. stuff that's going on whatever whatever's yeah. happening 'Cause here's the thing. Eventually we're gonna run out of like all the essential stuff <laughs> to talk about. Mm. And uh, you know, the rest of this podcast will sort of just be like other people's perspectives and news and other things that come along the way. So we really exactly. do hope to start getting guests in the future and as well as do live streams where just we're answering your guys' questions. The thing is, like right. there's still a couple more things that we have to cover that are kind of really important. Things like a live streaming episode, things like right actually a marketing episode we might actually get somebody for that
0: marketing hardware seo there's there's still a lot of big major topics that we haven't quite gone over and those are for because some of these are going to be a little bit more boring (laughs) uh some of these we don't know as much about so we're still trying to learn it maybe we need to get somebody like aiden said to come on here with us Mm -hmm. uh so again if there's a topic that you're you know more about like let us know if you think you're the hottest shit on the marketing planet we could use you
1: yeah we could do a we could do a whole and, podcast uh, about kids stuff like whatever I'm down to class. we
0: could yeah yeah <laughs> exactly but just yeah. let us know either not the Jerry Leto kind oh yeah yeah no, not exactly. the Jared Leto right. kind that, that's wrong no, I'm thinking that, that more of a Ronald McDonald friendly right, right. friendly kind yeah yeah.
1: yeah let us know in the comments yeah. or wherever social media platform you listen to iTunes Google Play whatever let us know mm. we'd love to have you on definitely and you don't even have to be like it'd be cool big or anything you know you don't have to be yeah. huge you just have to have something to talk You'll... about and you kind of want to be on
0: <laughs> the best way to really get my attention is in comments or email me at productions at gmail.com sure. and uh, we can get to talking hook you up yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. hook us up hook everybody up
0: but yeah it'll be good get some heroin mm-hmm. you know have a nice night, yeah. nice evening. Nice drug-related podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, it's the, that's the next podcast that's coming to the network, by the way. Yeah. You know?
1: Another, see, the goal another is, drug podcast.
0: <laughs> another drug podcast. The goal is, right, have a topic, talk about it as sober, and then do that drug and then talk about the same topic and see what we feel. Mm-hmm. That not be interesting.
1: That would be a quote unquote social experiment that I'm down for, dude. That
0: would be a really good social experiment. <laughs> Doing it for science, right?
1: It's not irresponsibility. responsibility yeah. it's, it's a social experiment. Res- There's a difference.
0: Exactly. Um, well, uh, I'll get on a Silk Road soon, and mm. we'll we'll talk some more. Uh, it's not really happening. <laughs> could it could be. Or is it? <laughs> it could. It could happen. <laughs> happen I'm down to cloud this is the Jerry guy anyways um, that's all the comments we have Thank this week you, everybody. Thank we've, you. we've taken up so much time hope you got so a much long graveyard shift uh, so we have a lot
1: of yeah lot of
0: content yeah if you're listening to this on iTunes or Google Play because of how long it is it's probably split up into two parts really because of the yeah well I use yeah. You know, I can do a quick little plug for my affiliate link yo sure, go ahead quick little plug because it's been a while and this would help the the podcast but i use a nice little podcast place called pinecast p-i-n-e cast um and it's five dollars a month for the basic tier well actually the basic tier is completely free you have three podcasts unlimited episodes and uh the i think the only difference is that the file sizes have to be a little bit smaller than the $5 tier. Yeah. $5 tier is unlimited podcasts and unlimited episodes and that episode uh, size file goes up a little bit. Okay. But it's pretty great and then you can pay like $50 to get completely unlimited everything. Mm-hmm. But like $5 a month and I have a little affiliate link in the description box below. You want to use that. Um, it's it's pretty easy. All you got to do is use the code. You'll get 40% off for the next four months. So good. it ends up being like $2.50 a month. And uh, you help the podcast. You help the channel.
1: Everybody wins.
0: Which is always nice. But yeah. Um, so that's why if you see episodes in like two parts, it's because... Three and a half hour file size, no matter how much you compress it as an MP3, it's still pretty big. It's, it's, a, biggie. it's a big boy. Yeah. But either way, I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. A lot of If you value. have any... A lot of fun. Lots of values. Lots of, lots, of, lots of great questions answered and lots of... I think. Lots of good stuff.
1: I think. I hope. We managed to outdo the original recording. I think this one's actually better.
0: I, I think we need to... So hear me out. All right. Aiden, hear me out. Yeah. I think we bring more value after we've already talked about stuff once.
1: Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No! And no! <laughs> no. <laughs> There's only so many hours in the day. I know what you're about to say. And so
0: we record. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this episode of
1: Not Even Gonna Tell. Even gonna
0: tell another YouTube idea. podcast. Oh. Um, awful idea. Oh, it's was great idea. So we record the same podcast twice in one week Mm. that way we can cover all the bases Mm. and then because the second time is always gonna be better No, that's not true i was scared i was like i was like i don't know how we're gonna talk about the same things we already talked about we're gonna leave things out i'm gonna forget things and we talked longer
1: right and we got all the same stuff
0: (laughs) and we got all the same stuff plus more so it was better
1: paced like I thought the first better time did it was pretty good. The second time was actually one of our best episodes, I think.
0: Yeah, I think we even le- left in the same heroin joke, yeah. so that's great. Yeah, drugs <laughs> are cool guys. I think we left out a uh, birth control joke. I remember that, but I don't remember how it worked. Right. So you guys will never never know how that happened. Sure. Something about Zach being pregnant um, or something,
1: I remember. I don't recall.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, you can write fan fiction about it, <laughs> I'll read it on my other channel. Right. Um, a
1: plug there. it's a good
0: plug either way
1: anyway <laughs> it's in this it's in this monster
0: Ooh. i've been zach and i've been aiden and thank you for listening thank you for listening to this episode of another youtube podcast
1: bye